93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday. It is August 8th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The storm that hit our area left damage in many places. Delaware County was said to have been hit pretty hard. I was going to ask Casey about it, but he's not here. He took off. Uh, the National Weather Service said that a tornado briefly touched down in New Jersey on Wednesday afternoon. The EF0 tornado touched down in Springfield, New Jersey at 2.47 p.m. and was on the ground for four minutes. The National Weather Service estimated the tornado's wind speed was about 70 miles per hour. Storm and flood warnings were in effect at the time of the touchdown. Lightning, hail, strong winds, and even an isolated tornado were all said to be possible from the storms hitting the tri-state area. Yeah, I had to drive down Route 30. I was talking to Steve a little <laughs> yeah, bit about yeah. this last night, and it was a drive that would normally take me 10, 15 minutes, and it ended up being about an hour and 15 minutes because the, the flooding was so bad and the traffic was so bad. And then the girl that had the headphones in that cut me off in traffic who was driving the Jetta, she sucked. So Yeah, well, you need to keep your headphones on when there's a torrential downpour. Uh, for once, the this severe weather that came through the area did not touch anywhere near me. Wow. We're almost always a magnet where I live for, for when these yeah. severe storms come So you got through. nothing. Nothing. You didn't get rain? No, I mean, like, a, a little? A, just a light oh, little wow. sprinkle, wow. and that's it. And so, I was surprised because I was getting the warnings on my phone and yeah. everything, and I was like, all right, let's get ready for it, and nothing ever happened. So We got pounded. Like yeah. So, so it, it would hit, ease up, sun would break out for about yeah, 10 yeah, yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. Get cloudy, dark again, pound, and that happened about five, six times. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. So, and then Preston. So we had a uh, like a, you know these pop up tents that you come out when you come out to an event. The Amar tent has popped up. That's over our our pit, our table in the back. Um, and normally it would have blown away in those super gusty winds, but there was about 50 gallons of water on it because oh, we, we forgot to break it down. We must wow. have been, like, in the middle because we definitely got, like, you know, we heard the thunder. Like, we were at the pool. They closed the pool down. Everybody had to get out. Uh, and there were some, like, you know, heavy winds, but not crazy like we were seeing. Certainly not like a tornado yeah. oh my in God. Jersey. There was a one. I'll have to put it in the top four or five loudest Thunderclaps I've ever experienced oh, no in my life in Mount Airy. Yeah, I mean the the glass in the house rattled. It was unbelievable. It's one of those ones where you're like, I'm gonna tell lightning. Thunder doesn't scare me. Oh. <laughs> uh, Casey Boy here, uh, Delaware County resident. With a comment on uh, what you were yes. talking about, Kathy. Uh, yeah, it was bad, and there was a giant sinkhole in uh, the parking lot where, like, the yes. uh, PetSmart and uh, Pet Boys and all that stuff that. is. That was pretty nasty. There were two water rescues that were really, really close to each other. You one, were saying, yeah, yeah. One was um, uh, like close to the reservoir area, and I think one was uh, a little bit further down. Uh, they're all on like the long 252. It was, um, yeah, it was hairy. I mean, our friends just redid their basement and the Darby Creek overflowed. Oh, oh, did it flood their basement? Flooded their oh, brand new basement. Oh, dude, that oh, sucks. No. Oh, that stinks. And there's not, there's not a goddamn thing oh. you can do. You know, also, it's a bitch with these flooded streets. And the video is running here in the, uh, in the studio. They had like before and after a difference of maybe like an hour and a half, two hours flooded. Totally fine. Sure. But that's the way. And you got caught in something like that once. Yep. We talk about it all the time. Yep. It's just the nature of these things. So one, a flash flood. At one point, nearly 20,000 customers in New Jersey were without power. Uh, there were reports that a giant tree fell onto a home in Springfield. But uh, there was a tornado, 70 miles per hour, that touched mm. down in Springfield. Sesame Place in Langhorn Bucks County banned a woman from the park for life after a confrontation with a Muslim mo- mother. Uh, but one one guest at Sesame Place, uh, they said, totally, totally ruined this. There were, there were two guests that were having a profession. 
profanity-laced argument uh, when 26-year-old Zafahira Moore of Southwest Philadelphia says she uh, asked the woman, there are a million kids out here, don't use the, that language around the children. The lady responded with more profanity and told Moore that you can go back to where you came from. It was at that point that Moore says she picked up her video, uh, her phone to video and started recording the woman's outburst. The woman cursed at her and re- repeatedly made an obscene gesture. Moore says that she had her one-year-old daughter and her four-year-old son with her when this happened on Monday at Sesame. A scuffle broke out when the woman tried to stop Moore from recording her. Kids could be heard crying in the background. In the video, Moore is telling the woman, you have kids crying, it's terrible, and you tell me to go back to where I came from. Moore says that she's never seen this woman before in her life and has no idea what she meant by saying, go back to where you came from. I would just assume because I'm Muslim and I had my garb on, maybe she thought I was from overseas somewhere, Moore said. I've, and we talked about this. People have no perception of the proximity of children when they're mm. out and about. And you guys you guys are talking about being in Disney World. And, oh, man. Right, right. We oh, didn't have any kids with right, us, but, but still, I mean, it's like, listen, we all, at least I, I swear like a sailor, you know, in, in when we're not on there. And it's part of the deal. And that you do as sometimes well. Sometimes you listen. And you, sometimes you, you, have, you, have, you have some hiccups. Right. You know, but you but for the most, if you're out in, in public, or yeah, you're out you're blatantly. in blatantly. You just mm-hmm. don't do that. And yep. stop it with the go back to where you came from. Thing. I mean, yes, That's enough is enough. Ignorant. Ignorant. Moore says after the video went viral, Sesame Place did reach out to her and apologize Wednesday and said that they uh, in the Middletown Township Police are working to try to identify the woman. In a statement, Sesame Place says that the woman uh, was promptly and decisively removed from the park uh, and that she has been permanently banned from returning. I never wanted to be confrontational with her. I just wanted her to respect the environment we were in, Moore says. So she wasn't even part of the initial argument. It was two other people that were arguing and then this woman just said, watch Could you watch language? language. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she turned on her. Eastbound on the Schuylkill Expressway will be closed, completely closed, guys, okay. and detoured between 30th Street and South Street interchanges in Center City, Philadelphia, starting 11 p.m. Friday, August 9th, until 5 a.m. Monday morning on August 12th for repairs and repaving. Unfortunately, oh, there's not much traffic on the weekend going through the city. So, yeah. <laughs> PennDOT made the announcement a few days ago. Prior to the full weekend closure, eastbound on the Schuylkill will be reduced to a single lane between 30th Street and South Street uh, starting on Friday from 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., and then 11 is when the closure will go into effect. During the full closure, eastbound Schuylkill Expressway motorists will be directed to use the following alternate routes. You follow 676 to southbound 95, and then you can access the Schuylkill, or you can exit at 30th Street. Uh, follow 30th Street around the station, turn right on Market Street, left on 38th Street, and then go straight up University Avenue to 34th Street, where you can access the Schuylkill Expressway uh, a ramp to go eastbound on the Schuylkill. While the weekend closure is in place, the ramp to eastbound Schuylkill Expressway at Walnut Street will be closed and detoured. All scheduled activities are weather dependent. Motorists are advised that the paving schedule may change based on weather forecast because the paving material being used on the Schuylkill Expressway viaduct in the, is a synthetic concrete and it must be applied under dry conditions. PennDOT is repairing and resurfacing uh, the Schuylkill under a $39.8 million contract that also includes repairs to the structure over Route 23 in West Conshohocken. So they're probably going to do the same thing there at some point. In Conshohocken? Yeah, right. The, you know, uh, Conchalk and State Road, that bridge yeah. that goes over the Schuylkill, so right around there. You know mm-hmm. what? Yeah, on the Blue Route yesterday, they were doing work on yep. two of the northbound lanes, and I've usually, I've never seen work being done there before, so that means there, I, I have a question. Lay it I on hear me. the word viaduct. Yes. What the hell's a viaduct? What is that? <laughs> yeah. What? I've I never actually, really bothered that is to a go good question. and see what a viaduct actually is. I know it's part of a Marx Brothers joke, but otherwise I have no idea. I mean, yeah. I, I always assumed it was a conduit of some sort. And what's a conduit? <laughs> <laughs> a conduit. 
connector. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if it was. Uh, is it a form of bridge? Because I've heard of you know causeways and things like that. Or is it the troll that lives under the bridge? Maybe it is. Is that his name? That lives. Under, oh, here we go. A long bridge-like structure. Typically, a series of arches carrying road or railroad. Okay, that type of bridge. All right. Carrying a a road or railroad across a variety of uh, or other low ground. But viaduct. Yeah, (laughs) viaduct. Uh, okay, so, but what you need to know, Schuylkill Expressway eastbound will be completely shut down between 30th Street and South Street. Starts Friday at 11 p.m. and goes until Monday at 5 a.m. So, not wrapping up until Monday morning. Just keep that in mind. Sometimes you do get the impression that the, the road work crews or the planning committees don't always talk to each other. And things are <laughs> shut down and you're like, where, you know, sometimes you you're, you detour to a detour to a detour and when you cut down these main thoroughfares, so with this done, is like Kelly Drive going to remain open on like the weekends? I mean, let's so hope so. But that's, it, a, listen, main con- if that's there's, a main conduit and viaduct. If there's, uh, you know, an event already planned for there, I mean, probably not. So, you know, who knows? I'm just staying, I'm staying away. Home. I'm staying away from the school completely. I don't care where it is. I'm just mm-hmm. not getting on it. Yeah. Uh, even though the, the closure, you know, where the closure is, I'm, I'm going to stay away from it. All right, let's do sports this morning. The Phillies lost to the Diamondbacks last night in Arizona. Zach Gallen threw five scoreless innings and helped himself with a run-scoring sacrifice bunt in his Arizona debut, leading the Diamondbacks to a 6-1 win over the Phillies. They were held to five hits, including Bryce Harper's solo home run in the ninth inning and have lost three of their last four. The Phillies continue their road trip tonight as they open up a four-game set against the Giants in San Francisco. The team's two aces will face each other in the opener as Aaron Nola will pitch for the Phillies and Madison Bumgarner gets the start for the Giants game time is at 945. There are 14 rookies on the Eagles' current 90-man roster for tonight's preseason opener against the Tennessee Titans. Many of those players will be competing for a spot on the t- uh, on the team in their first career game, which comes two weeks after the start of training camp. Kickoff at the link is set for 7.30 tonight. And the Oakland Raiders receiver Antonio Brown's foot injury is the result of extreme frostbite caused by a cryotherapy machine. Did Brown- you see his feet? I didn't see the picture. So of it's, it. it's like I know he's... Uh, like two sheets of dead skin on the bottom of his feet. Oh my god! So Brown was not wearing appropriate footwear when he entered the cryotherapy chamber last month in France and burned his feet, leaving them frostbitten, according to a source. Brown missed a significant portion of the training camp with the Raiders and has not practiced since July 30th when he left the team to visit a foot specialist. Brown posted a photo on Instagram last week that showed the soles of his feet blistering and peeling. Yeah, you have to. I mean, they're pretty. The, the place that I go to, they're strict. You need to put those wool socks and yep. those shoes on before you get in there. Are you yep. wearing your underwear as well or are you completely yep. naked? Okay. Uh, you, you can go completely naked, but you have to have uh, wool gloves on and wool uh, right. socks on your feet with um, kind of like a, I think, yeah. a Crocs. Your extremities are more susceptible. So, yeah, but you're right, Kathy. They had those, those special socks that you got to wear. Jeez. Uh, and that's what I have for you this morning. Alright, thank you very much. Uh, good morning, friends, and uh, welcome to Thursday morning. I thought I would share this uh, on the air just to get your reaction. I think I've Pink eye. Oh, oh, you know what I was looking at? You, you kidding? Yeah, look at my this. Your eye. right eye. Yeah, yeah. No more butterfly kisses for you today. <laughs> so I, I woke up this morning. I'm like, I can't open my eye. It was all oh, no. gooey oh. shut. It was all oh, glued man. shut with my eye boogers. I just thought you thought I was cute. I thought yeah. I was winking at you. 
Uh, you're going to have to get some drops. Yeah. I, th- I guess so. It started happening last night. It started getting blurry, and I felt like I had a, an eyelash in there or it's something. It's very contagious. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Now they're, now they're, yeah, it's partially closed a little bit. Yeah, yeah right. so uh, that and I've been got to been hacking up phlegm for the past couple of days. I'm a mess. And you missed yeah. your period, oh and I missed my period. My phone hasn't been working. I just think you know, huh? it's just all happening. Right, but now. you know what? What you missed all the storms yesterday. You know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's Steve. a plus. There's the silver lining yeah. right there. So, all right. Well, anyhow. Welcome, friends, and uh, we are happy to have you on board. We have a lot of stuff going on today. We will have, uh, guest-wise on the program, in our studio, John Schneider. John wow. Schneider soon <laughs> to be getting pink eye. Yeah, uh, right. You never know. Uh, we'll ask him if, he've, if he's ever had pink eye. Actually, he's performing at the Sellersville Theater tonight. He's a great singer, man. I love John Schneider. Yep. Yep. I, you you want to talk about another one of these pop culture people uh, I'm also a huge fan of the TV show Smallville. And Preston, we'll have to ask him about Allison Mack because she was on that show. Yeah. She was connected to the Nexium yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, on his, uh, I love on his Instagram account, in his bio, it says, you know, actor, musician, filmmaker, and it lists a few other things. And the last thing it says is, still known as Bo Duke, <laughs> Dukes of Hazard. So I'm sure he sees the humor in all of it. But uh, he, I, I'm excited to have him by today. He's the kind of guest we love getting Oh, my here. God, yeah. Uh, Jerry O'Connell, also awesome, is going to be getting in touch with us. He has a new daytime Fox comedy talk show. We just mentioned this the other day, and he's promoting that, and it uh, premieres on Monday. So we will talk to Jerry later on today. Rita's is stopping by, getting ready for football season with their newest flavor, which is uh, Go Birds Italian Ice. So hopefully they'll have some giveaways. We'll tell you about that a little bit later on. Uh, and we have a friend who needs some help, and we'll, I'll get you details on that a little bit later on. Uh, somebody's going to get in touch with us. So, um, let's, you want me to give one of these away? Yeah, because it's tonight. All right, tonight at the, uh, Franklin Institute, there's an event coming up that Casey Boy is going to be a part of. It's a special Captain America themed event. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, in conjunction with the release of Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame. So, if you're, uh, 21, at least 21, uh, let's take caller number 10215263WMMR because, well, I guess you have to be 21 because it's a complimentary happy hour. I'm yeah. assuming that on the roof deck at 6 o'clock tonight. So call it 10, you get that, and then you get to explore Marvel Universe Super uh, Universe of Superheroes exhibit, and uh, also winners get a free digital download of the movie uh, for you and your guest. That's awesome. I've been through that uh, exhibit twice. Yeah. It is just great. Uh, 215-263-WMMR's number. Endgame is now available on digital. Will be available starting August 13th on Blu ray. Question about that available on digital now. So, does that mean you can order it through your cable provider? Yeah, yeah like on uh, Apple TV and uh, all, you know. And watch it, or do you have to You can wait? watch it. No, now you can watch now it. Now you yeah. can watch the, you, it. You, okay. The second these movies come out, they'll have a pre order option, which right. you can do. Uh, but now you can actually stream it and watch it. And watch it. Okay. Yeah. Have you done that yet? No, I haven't. Okay. Because I'm, right. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Okay, uh, so we'll set you up right now. Give us a call, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Uh, we'll have a stupid question and entertainment report. That whole thing comes up next. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Monster Mania Con 43, August 16th through 18th. See Freddie himself, Robert Englund, Clyde Barker, Ric Flair, and more. Tickets available at the door. For more, visit monstermania.net. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, thank you very much, Kath. We're going to do a stupid question, and this morning we are going to give away a pair of uh, Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair tickets. The question I have for you today is... 
What is another name for a rum and coke with lime? Rum and coke oh. with lime. Yep, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to this. What what could you also call a rum and, and cola, it says here, but rum and coke with lime in it? Is this something where you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Yep, totally. Okay. Yep, 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> Not milk. Some people uh, might drink it like milk, but okay. no. Uh, let's go through some birthdays today while we are awaiting your phone call. Today is Thursday, August 8th. It is Scott Stapp's birthday today. And, Scott uh, Stapp? Yeah, Scott turns 46. Scott had gone off the deep end for a little while there. He was having a, a substance abuse issue and got all paranoid and started doing some crazy things, and he kind of reeled it back in. We had him here in the studio. And and let's face it, Creed was kind of a, a bit of a joke. We were making fun of him all the time. But he was a nice guy. He was a really good dude. He came and had another little bit of a... Of a Slide, yeah. but now he's solid, and there were there's just there were issues, and he was completely candid about it. And we showed him the <laughs> Creed Shreds video. If you've never seen the Shreds video series on YouTube, of it's, where they take music videos or live concert footage of bands and alter the audio, it they're hilarious. Yeah, and Scott thought it was very very he was fun. laughing his he, ass. He off. got a kick out of it. So, and and the, those are some of my favorite ones. The uh, the Creed ones. He's forty six today. Uh, the Edge, David Evans, ah. singer and guitarist, is 58 years old today. Hey, obviously, you talk about the band and the whole thing, and, and he's he's a critical aspect of he's, the success. He's amazing. Yeah. He's he's one of the people who, and, and he did it kind of stealthily, you know, because Bono takes the, the, the brunt of the, of the, the fame. The fame. He's the big front man, and, and he's an obvious target. He's one of the best front yeah. men ever, but The Edge is a... Huge chunk of their success, and he's when they're live, man. He's singing those backup vocals, the guitar sounds that he comes up with, created through you know whatever effects that he's using. He's very effect laden guitarist, but he's an extremely talented guy. And you know what? As well, Preston, he's he's got a pretty good sense of humor. He does. He's funny. Fifty eight years old today. Ricky Rocket, whoa, drummer of Poison. Ah! I need nothing but a good time, man. Uh, Ricky Rocket is uh, 58 years old today. I like him, too. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a fun band. Did you man. see their Behind the Music? I did. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I forgot the, the full story there, but uh, yeah, so he turns 58 today. Uh, here's a guy we almost have in the studio. Who was, he was in town not too long ago. I think he might have been playing at the Bucks County Playhouse, but Donnie Most of Happy Days, Ralph Mouth. Uh, was in town, and uh, instead we got we got Didi Khan and, and Cindy Williams and, and Adrian Zemed. Adrian One of our Zemed. favorite. In, uh, you probably if you're saying who's Adrian Zemed, hard to explain, but you know, go check out the interview. He was up as, a, as a video. I've watched it twice now. I loved that interview. Here's a guy yeah. like and I, I was. You hope these people are, and pretty much everyone we've had come in of this level, Preston, has been great. Yep. Has been very self-deprecating. Had a lot of fun. That's what makes these makes the interview so engaging. So Ralph Mouth, Donnie Most is a uh, 66 today. <laughs> the great Dustin Hoffman celebrates his birthday. Great music cues in here today, Casey. You're Thank on you. it, man. Thank you. Casey supplies the music for the birthdays and the That's sound effects job. and stuff. So uh, this is perfect. Dustin Hoffman. Uh, is 82 years old today. 82. He's actually in very good shape, still going strong. Um, I he... just watched The Graduate again uh, a couple days ago. It is so awesome, and he is so brilliant in it. Uh, I thought he had quit working a little while back, but I guess it looks like uh, Nick just pulled up a project he's involved in called Into the Labyrinth. 
Uh, which I'm not sure if that's out or coming out or comes what. out uh, in October of this year, Preston. It looks like it's an Italian movie. Okay, Italian, and, Italian. Italian. He's uh, and he's still Master Shifu in the uh, Kung okay. Fu Panda oh, movies. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and besides Graduate, Rain Man, uh, you know, Tootsie, Marathon Man, All the President's Men, Midnight Cowboy, a bunch of uh, amazing movies. Uh, Kramer versus Kramer. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Rancho Rizzo is one of the great characters of all time. Uh, he's 82 years old today. And for those of you who have listened to the Preston and Steve show for a number of years, I would just like to let you know that today is my son Parker's 19th Wow. Oh, my freaking God. So I remember... I remember when you had to leave the air studio. <laughs> if you if you recall those days of waiting for the arrival of that young man, it was 19 years ago today. And toddler theater was yeah. them. It started yeah. with them. Yep. It's been forever since I played catch with him. It's been 19 years. <laughs> but he, I I really like him. He's he's into the same goofy stuff. <laughs> when we came to you. To the no, party for his his graduation party, and he was just sitting in the hot tub with his go- his goggles and snorkel on. Uh-huh. I love that. <laughs> he was so he marches to the beat of his own. He drums. was so content. It yeah. was his own thing. That's for sure. It man. cracked me up, man. Yeah, he's a, he's a good man. Yep. And a happy birthday, buddy. Nineteen years old today. All right, we'll go to the phones, and uh, we'll see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. What would you call basically a rum and coke with lime? Two one five two six three WMMR is the number, and I will go to Millie. Hey, Millie, I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bud, do me a favor. Tell me what you call a rum and coke with lime. Cuba libre. Cuba oh. libre. No way, really? Yep. I don't think I knew that. I, you know, me neither. I, I, I never order Cuban Libre. You know, it's a rum and coke. Rum and coke. So the restaurant is named after the drink. Yeah, we assume. Exactly. Yes. And in fact. Uh, Fredo, when they arrive in Cuba, right, he, yeah. he says, uh, would anybody like to try something local, a Cuba Libre, a Mojito, right. you know, a Wendy's, yeah. Applebee's? <laughs> uh, so you got it right. Hang on the line, Millie. We are going to set you up with a pair of Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair uh, tickets. You can celebrate uh, Her Majesty's Coronation Day, Saturdays and Sundays at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair right at the Turnpike, exit 266. Discount tickets at parenfair.com. Can't drink rum and cokes, can't smell rum and cokes, never have. The reason being, uh, when my dad and his cousin Ricky would get together, they would drink rum and cokes all night long, and I would smell it on them the next morning when they would wake up. And it, like, to this day makes me sick. It killed it for you, right? So it's him, him and Ricky, oh, huh? Him and Ricky, yep. Yeah, I, Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you come back from a tropical location, you... Uh, at least me personally, you, you turn into a rum fan, and then and then I forget, <laughs> you about, forget it, about it, and then I don't drink it again until I go to some island, and then there you go, you're <laughs> drinking rum again. It's just it's what you do. All right, I have some stories to get to. Uh, well, with Millie saying, I love you. I love you. We'll start with a Bachelorette story. Tyler Cameron must really be into Gigi Hadid, as we've mentioned before. Well, why would that be? She's only a supermodel. The Bachelorette runner-up is not only willing to opt out of the opportunity to anchor the next Bachelor, which we had said, you know, Chris Harrison said it's probably not going to happen, but he's also skipping court dates to hang out with her. According to reports, he was due in the Palm Beach County Courthouse after pleading not guilty to a careless driving citation that resulted in a three-car crash involving a pregnant woman's car getting slammed into the pickup truck, uh, but was a no-show. Uh, yesterday, the court upheld his $166 careless driving ticket and was also ordered to pay a $60 fine and $106 in court fees. That was a little bit more comp. 
Plex, that accident press, and he actually uh, forced a fuel truck into a fireworks factory. Wow. Yeah. wow. That's going to be... And he yeah. figured he could just skip out on the yeah, court yeah. date. It's going to be trouble. It wow. Just, it was an incredible Cameron explosion. Cameron was also told he must complete an eight-hour driving school course eight by... Hours. November, it's by, five days! By November 4th. <laughs> no, no, that's what? not even one day. Uh, he spent the night before the scheduled appearance out on the town in New York City with Hadid. Uh, meanwhile, do you uh, like your food, Hadid? Meanwhile, uh, Hannah Brown uh, said she tells she was on a uh, a podcast said that it was a little confusing, but uh, she said he can do whatever he wants to, and I know that I can too, and I'm going to continue going onward and upward, and I just think that uh, <laughs> I made it very clear I have no shame in saying I had feelings. It's back I, to the windmill. She said I totally did. I totally still have feelings, but at the same time, I am not tied to any man or tied to Tyler, and I'm not going to be. I'm sure this is incredibly superficial, but uh, Gigi Hadid just does nothing for me. There are some supermodels. I agree. Okay. I agree. Uh, And I I also, because I think she's um, exceptionally stupid, and and she's also annoying. So, yeah, all those things figure into it, but I don't, uh, and she does nothing for me. I'm not a Hadid person. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, well, he, it's she's the one for Tyler, so he's into her. <laughs> hey, uh, Channing Tatum has joined a long list of celebrities, including Miley Cyrus, uh, Pete, Pete Davidson, Millie Bobby Brown, and Cardi B, who have opted out of social media for a little while. How about longer. that? Yeah. Uh, the 39-year-old posted about his impending exit on Instagram, writing, I'm going to go and just be in the real world for a while and off my phone. Uh, I'll probably come back at some point, but if I do, I want to have direction or a clear point of view of why I'm on here and what I'm putting out there. He said, the thing about creativity, in my experience, is she always comes knocking when you just aren't looking. Uh, And I'd say you've got a pretty good record creatively. She'll be back when the time's right. Don't come in knocking when creativity is rocking. Tatum has more than 8 million followers on Twitter and 17 million on Instagram. And he's previously dished about his relationship with Jesse J and even posed, posted nude photos before. Do you know anybody who you believe to me? Because I, I, I certainly, I'm seeing it now more than, I think I'm being I'm more aware of it because of stories like this and articles and people just saying they're going off social media. But like a hardcore, a di- the phone always out, always oh, yeah. in someone's face. Burke, it's like uh, a, Burke Kreischer. Well, Burke Kreischer, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. It's it's too much. Uh, he also recently raised eyebrows after posting a video ranting about the app pattern, which he suspected was spying on him. Hmm. Chris Martin and Dakota Johnson, who have apparently healed the rift that led to their alleged split, got into a car accident in oh, New York City. No. Yes, they were driving a fuel truck, Preston, and went into a fireworks <laughs> factory. Oh, my God. That's... And That's did they, twice. Did they survive? They did not. Oh, uh, wow. Well, yes, they did. Oh, they, they did. They yes. absolutely it's did. God bless them. It was after her appearance on uh, Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. While leaving the studio, the driver appeared to run over the foot of a woman. <laughs> who it says here collapsed grimacing. Uh, photographers on the scene told the outlet that the driver ran a red light. Witnesses banged on the car to let them know that the woman had been hit. Martin and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh my God! I think I have whiplash. Uh, Martin and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's son Moses was also in the car, <laughs> so he jumped out uh, to check on the woman and stay with her and her boyfriend until emergency responders arrived. She was transported to the hospital. Stay with me. My name is Caitlin. 
Meanwhile, Paltrow is the one who pushed Martin to reunite with Johnson after their split, according to reports. Wow, that's a pretty wild relationship that they have. Gwyneth has uh, publicly enthused about Johnson, uh, previously telling the Sunday Times that she is a, quote, fantastic woman. Eh, I don't like them together. You don't like them? You don't like the four of them hanging out together? No, 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 no. I don't like... You don't like Chris Martin and Dakota Johnson together? No, I don't don't think she's good enough for him. All right. Would you like Chris Martin and Don Johnson together? (laughs) Uh, I would... I would entertain that for maybe a week or so. Right. I think that would be but fun it, for the tabloids. Don's so much older, though. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. it's true. By the way, uh, Dakota is... Now, there's something missing in this story, okay? I, let yeah. me let me relay Predicates? this. No, but there's there are... There's a, a, a point. There's, there's a word in here missing somewhere. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll explain. Dakota is just as upset uh, as her fans are about her tooth gap. And no, she insists she did not have a cosmetic procedure to fix the gap. On Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, she said, I was having a lot of neck problems recently, so my orthodontist decided it would be a good idea to take it off and see if my jaw expanded. Take what off? They took her jaw off. Right. Yeah. So her tongue was just kind of hanging freely. Okay. okay. So uh, thank you for clearing that up. She said it helped me and my gap closed by itself, and I'm really sad about it, too. So I don't know what she, they took off of her. I, they basically had, from my, it's my understanding, a, a retainer-type device that helped with her bite. She was sort of um, like braces, basically. And I think they were on the inside. Okay. Uh, you know, on the, um, behind her teeth. Yeah. And I'm, so when they removed that, to me, I, do you find this a little weird that the, the gap would close up just, you know, like like it was like a spring-loaded... Tooth well, they, gap? Well, they do have, like, um, I don't even know what they're calling but, like, basically, like, spreader. Teeth, teeth spreaders. Yeah, it's yeah. a spreader. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So do they have anything that immediately snaps them closed? No. No. Time. But your your mouth will sort of do what it wants to do. We like, were mentioning the actress Lauren Hutton uh, a couple days ago. She used to have a little thing she'd pop right in. You remember that, Preston? It would just it, eliminate that gap. It, it no, I didn't know like she had that. Yeah, occasionally, and then oh. pluck it right out. Okay. I think Letterman's has gone away. I, I was yeah. watching um, the, the his show on Netflix, and his is not nearly as pronounced as it used to be. Well, maybe you're not looking I, at it as much because he has the old man in the sea beard. That's true. Here, here's the here's the actual quote. I All had right. a permanent retainer since I was like 13, right. and it was just glued to the back of my teeth. All right. I was having a lot of neck problems recently, so my orthodontist decided that it would be a good idea to take it off and see if my jaw would expand, and it helped me, and my gap closed by itself. All right. And I'm really sad about it, too, she says. Okay. So, there you go. That is, uh, that's weird. I've never heard that happening. Yeah, not sure. I, I recently heard about the permanent, um, like, retainer or whatever, though. I didn't know that, that, that people did that. With private detectives, they do. I, I got to tell my, my youngest son, Carter, about that because we spent all that money on braces. Uh-huh. He hasn't been wearing his retainer. And I'm like, dude, you have to you have to wear it. And I'm starting to see a little gap coming back. And I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, come on, man. We paid money for that. Yes. A lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. Those things are insanely <laughs> expensive. Uh, hang on real quick here. Valerie works for an orthodontist. Hi, Valerie, good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank oh. you. So you, what, what is this retainer thing? So it's called a lingual bonded retainer. And basically it's a little thin wire that hides behind the back of your teeth. Okay. Um, but it's kind of confusing because it's supposed to keep spaces closed yeah. the majority of the time. Right. If she's saying she took it off because she wanted and the space closed, yeah. that doesn't really make sense. And and does there is there any um, efficacy to the uh, the supposition that removing this would help with neck problems? 
I mean, I've never, like, I for my doctor, we've never heard of those two things corresponding, but I don't know. I mean, do, that's why I think it's a little strange. What, are they bolted into the spine? Yeah. Do you think maybe it doesn't make any sense because she's lying? I think she's lying. Oh, she's oh, a liar. We have it, a medical expert verifying yeah. she's like no and we're looking at it right now it looks like it's Thanks, drilled Valerie. to the back of the teeth yeah. yeah and you wonder why i don't think she's good enough for chris martin mm. mm-hmm. lying about her teeth lying about her teeth okay yeah. maybe it should be don johnson hey uh bam margera appeared to of course have a public meltdown following a series of posts on social media he made inflammatory comments about his mom april uh going as far as to say that he has disowned her and that he can't stand his wife well april Actually, uh, had a thing or two to say about. She said he's a- he's actually on his way to see Doctor Phil, and he'll be with the Doc X guys uh, in about an hour or so. This was day before yesterday. Yeah. I think she said this, so it'll all it'll be all right. Uh, she previously told Page Six, I think for anybody who has any issues with substance abuse or alcohol, it affects an entire family, and of course, we're no exception for that. Uh, it's a family dynamic that you have to try to work through. And you never know what you're going to get. It's an epidemic. Uh, it's in epidemic proportions these days. Many families are going through it, not knowing what to do, when to help. Uh, there's hope. Maybe it'll fix itself. It ends badly. Sometimes every family doesn't want it to happen to them. So. Casey reached out, uh, but you know you, you want to be respectful. But you're you know so so Bam is in rehab now, uh, and so that's uh, that's the case. Uh, but it's uh, it's so sad to see this, especially since you know who's a bigger advocate. Then April, mm-hmm. his mom. Yeah. Yep, it's crazy. All right, so we'll find out more soon. By the way, an expander is what that two thing is called. Ah, uh, not a spreader. I was uh, <laughs> no, that's that. porn. That's not porn. a lip spreader. <laughs> not a lip spreader. <laughs> so uh, a guy named Henri Bellolo uh, passed away. He was a co-founder of the Village People. Oh man, eighty-two years old. Uh, the group confirmed the news on their Facebook page, along with Bellolo's record label, Scorpio. Uh, who wrote in tribute, we extend our deepest sympathies to Henri's family. Henri will live in our hearts and minds forever. Uh, he was born in Casablanca in 1936 and began his career as a producer, a concert <laughs> promoter, and A&R man in Paris, where with, our, with artists including film star Jeanne uh, uh, Moreau. In 73, he moved to New York, and then he formed The Village People with producer Jacques Morali and singer Victor Willis. Uh, with their, I remember these names. Uh, with their emphatic embrace of uh, gay stereotypes and their uplifting disco tracks, the group reached number one in the U.K. with YMCA and number two within the Navy. And both songs reached the top three in the United States. Uh, Belolo, who actually was straight and not one of the performance in the flamboyant six-member group, formed the Village People after he and Morelli saw future member Felipe Rose dancing in a gay bar dressed as a Native American. He said, we were looking at the Indian... And on my left, I saw a cowboy, like the Marlboro Cowboy. And he said, Stetson on his head, a mustache, good-looking, looking at the Indian dancing. And Morale turned to me and said, oh, God, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And, and it's just right it there. Started. That's wild. Oh, yeah. So you remember the movie Can't Stop the Music, Preston? Yeah, it was about the village people. Right, right? about the village people. And one Bruce Jenner is yep. in it. You oh, are no correct. Yep. He's the male lead. He and Steve Gutenberg And Valerie Perrine were the yep. two leads in that movie. No kidding. Uh-huh. All right, so listen. Obviously, everybody knows this song. You got In the Navy and Macho Man. Do they have any, like, serious songs? Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> no, it was all disco, dude. It was all disco. So was, was, there, like, was there a ballad? There was no was there ever? I, I don't, don't know if there was any. a slower tempo song yeah. or not, but uh, I, I had the albums. I was probably in like, you know, fourth grade or something like that. Yeah. And the YMCA was huge. 
I was a roller skater, so, you know, it was all disco music back then. But I, I can't hear this song and not think of my mom because when it comes to the YMCA part, she just does whatever she feels like okay. with her arms. Fair That's her idea that they're supposed right. to mimic the it's, actual letters. It's whole, you said at weddings. Yeah. yeah. She's, just like, <laughs> she's actually she's landing doing... a plane. She's doing semaphore. I brought there there is a video uh on somewhere on YouTube of her at my wedding. It is it is just adorable. It is so cute. All right. Well uh anyhow. Bololo said he formed the group in part as a way to champion gay rights. He said, I really did it as a provocative, subversive way of telling you this is the way it is. He said, I did not like that American mentality of bigotry and hypocrisy. Uh, He was credited as a co-writer on the group's hits, though his name was later removed from a number of them after a successful lawsuit from Willis, who claimed that he wrote the English language lyrics for the group. Bololo's company had argued that he wrote French lyrics that Willis had adapted. Willis has nevertheless paid tribute to Bololo, uh, saying he was devastated by the news and that Bololo leaves an impressive body of work. Sure, now that he's dead, he gets all nice. That uh, helped <laughs> right. shape the disco genre, and as a record executive, he was par excellence. So uh, that's a guy that was responsible for that. That was a huge pop culture phenomenon. Most definitely. If you ever get a chance, check out Can't Stop the Music, one of the most wonderful, horrible movies ever made. Oh, it's so yeah. bad. It's, it's unbelievably bad. Agreed. So, Nicolas Cage is spending more nights at home after a video of him singing Prince's Purple Rain at karaoke <laughs> hit the tabloids earlier this year. I didn't see this. I heard some of the audio. Okay. I did not I did not know there was an accompanying video. I certainly would love to see that. He said, you go to a karaoke bar with a male friend in the neighborhood. The bar says no videotaping, and suddenly <laughs> there's two different videos of you doing karaoke. Uh, this Never was, meant to cause you any trouble. This was in an interview with the New York Times. Uh, he said, who did that? Who exposed the videotape? Who sold it? Uh, well, you see Nicolas Cage in there, you know someone's going to record it. Of course. So I guess this is kind of, uh, this this moment has uh, made him decide to kind of hang indoors for a little right. while. But, uh, yeah, I did not see or hear this. But He's, oh, a, he's angry singing it. Yeah, he's really getting into it. Uh, Nick's pulled up the video. He's, But you know what? He's... He's not just standing there with a mic. He's really he's, he's working. He's it. being animated. So I love it. I think, this is this is Nicholas Cage, singing. and that's what you do. And who cares? He sounds just like Prince. He does sound like him. But that's what you do in karaoke. Yeah. you get into it. You know. But they should not allow anyone to be videoed singing karaoke. Oh my god, yes. You know that this yeah. all phones should be banned at karaoke bars in general. By the way, with those karaoke videos, the the. They're the most ridiculous pairings. Like, we're looking at the video that accompanies Purple Rain, and they just have these generic couples or sunsets and, or, yeah, yeah, or a yeah. duck. It's like... <laughs> a duck. Yeah, just, just, just put the lyrics up. Yep. Uh, let's see. The Emmys will be host-free this year, following the model, the Oscar set this year. Uh, Fox CEO uh, Charlie Collier had confirmed the news during the TV Critics Association press tour Wednesday. He said, we're so proud to host the Emmys, but no one will say uh, that is, that is, it's what? No uh, one will say that is Fox Emmys. No one will say said. that because it's, it's an incomplete sentence. Okay. Uh, he said, we're happy to have it this year. We're passing it off to another network partner next year. So our job is to assess how to uh, elevate the program in the year's we're lucky enough to broadcast it, and what's interesting to me is how amazing uh, shows we're saying is the amazing shows we're saying goodbye to Game of Thrones, our own Empire, Veep, Big Bang Theory, 
2019 Emmys will air live on Fox Sunday, September 22nd, but there will be no host. It's at the Microsoft <sighs> Theater in Los Angeles. So they keep paring it down, Preston. How soon before they just call us at home and tell us who won? Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be nice if it were that way. <laughs> uh, we'll do one more story, and then we'll move on to the clip. So... Wesley Snipes yeah. has joined Eddie Murphy in Coming to America, no the sequel. Yes, this could be good. Is he? He's now. He's not taking over the Arsenio Hall. No, 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 no. So okay. it's a par- He's no, playing Blade, the sequel to the 1988 <laughs> comedy. Craig Brewer, the director best known for Hustle and Flow, is helming the project. Kevin Misher is producing via his Misher Films banner, along with Kenya Barris and Eddie Murphy. The new story sees Akeem returning to America in order to find his long-lost son. Arsenio Hall is already on board to reprise his role as Akeem's best friend. Uh, Snipes will, and that's uh, Semi, I think is his name, right? Yes, Semi. Snipes will play... (laughs) Semi. Snipes will play a new character, General Itzi. General Itzi, like a like a like a dictator, like a uh, like a Coney guy. Yeah, a man who rules a neighboring nation. Okay, oh. uh, a false start is being eyed. Coming to, by the way, it's a number two. Coming to America uh, will represent a reteaming of Snipes with both Murphy and Brewer. The trio collaborated on Dolomite Is My Name, a biopic of comedian Rudy Ray Moore. That's a good movie. That is set to premiere next month. Too fast. To America yeah, uh, no. at the Toronto <laughs> International Film Festival. I am. Uh, I'll, I will say this. I'm excited about this. I love the first one so much. Um, Me you know, too. But I, you know what? The the love interest in that movie. She's a terrible actress. She is pretty. She, she, yeah. She's really. But, she but it's, be in this one? it's a thankless role yeah. because there, no one really cares about that. Right. Yep. Oh, you know what? I have one more story. I'm sorry. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Set for 14th season on FX. Uh, tying ABC's The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet as the longest-running live-action comedy series <laughs> This is ever. unbelievable. Ever. All right, here's... I'm going to recommend this. You know, I'm a big proponent of every once in a while pulling out the bloopers from Step Brothers. A- an incredible YouTube hole to fall down is the uh, It's Always Sunny bloopers. Yeah. Absolutely. I've never... Gut-busting hilarious. I have never watched that. I should probably... Because I've seen every, every single Every stable for every season, but there yeah. are there are ones that are just a scream. And by the way, it's it, all episodes are now streaming on Hulu. That wasn't the case before. Uh, if you wanted to watch... Did you watch episodes, your episode? I watched... Uh, the episode that Nick and I are in, we just background players. Yeah, and, and uh, hey, hey, Charlie, go- we worked pretty hard. There are no we- small parts, only <laughs> small actors. Uh, yes, yeah, so we were in the uh, Charlie Goes America all yeah. over everybody's ass. Uh, so we were in. The, I watched that, <laughs> dude. That I mean, it, it was um, it was a long time ago. Yeah. We were, look, at, at the entire cast. Nick and myself included look like little babies. <laughs> it's crazy. I just I love those guys so much. They, they they haven't changed. They've gotten bigger. They've gotten more famous. They have more access to stuff. But they're the same people, and they're just as funny. Uh, FX Network's chairman John Landgraf said, "We will absolutely make more seasons of Sunny if the gang chooses to make more wow. seasons of Sunny." Why the balls in they? their court? Man. Yeah, they can do it if they want to. They've got. You know, they've got carte blanche. They jump in. They do 10 episodes. Uh, it hasn't lost quality whatsoever. Uh, it, it, it Just keep keep breaking records. Yep. Agreed. How about the longest running show on, in television history? Live action Go show. Go for that. TV history. They could yeah. do it. They could do it. All right. Um, clips, I guess. Well, well yep. Well, are that, we doing? Yeah. We're going to do mystery clips. Mystery clips. Right. Hang, on, hang on, though. These are mystery clips. To everyone? From... The past. Oh. <laughs> Mystery clips from the past. 
I'll explain why in a moment. All right. Okay. All right. So here we go. Raise your hand if you know who it is, right. and uh, you get to guess. And are what you, they're talking about. What about you, Casey? Are you playing or no? Uh, no, no, no. I, I've set this up so we can't. Uh... All right. Here we go. Uh, I never said it was my one last ride, literally. I, oh, I, as, I, I like playing as a one last ride. <laughs> yeah, somebody was quoting me the other day saying, this is your last movie. I said, no. I said you're, you're, maybe you're wishing that. Preston, right. you have to get both here. So it's Clint Eastwood. What is he talking about? He was talking about the 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 the, the, the movie on the train. Uh, no, no, no. no. Oh, okay. no. I'm so sorry. The mule. The mule. So we both won. Preston, yes. we have to split the case of turtle wax. All right. Next mystery clip. All right. If the audience wanted it and the networks wanted it, I would do it forever. I I love her. I love our. Fuller House family, and we really are family off screen. So, you know, the more I get to be with them every day, whether it's working or just in everyday life, friendship, uh, I mean, it's incredible. Candace Cameron Bray talking about 12 yeah. Years a Slave. <laughs> oh, yeah, you knew it. See, that Fuller House thing in there, that was, that was to throw uh, you to off. Show me off, okay. Wow, you're good. Nice. You are good. Uh, okay, so, yeah, I'll just go ahead and say yeah. this. Uh, we don't know where Marissa is. Uh, it's uh, it's after 7 a.m., and we have not been able to contact her. She isn't answering her phone. So uh, if you know where she is, please let us know. <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm concerned. To. Yeah, certainly, because uh, this is not like her. I mean, she's late on a regular basis, and that's fine, but... Uh, not this late. Not no. this late, no. I think she's just sleeping. I think she probably is, too. Maybe her phone is off or something Matt like that. Matt just so. opened up a new brewery. They're this probably out last night. <laughs> I saw it. She did post a picture of her drinking some beer last, last night, night. So yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that was also... You got to do... It was 13 hours ago when that post was, so... Exactly. Was if you drink for 13 hours, you're not going to wake up for work. So this is... Is this the latest? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without question. Well, okay. no, there was that time where uh, she had just broken up with uh, a boyfriend and... She was out. You guys sent me over. We, we, we sent her over, and, and Nick, oh, had, to, right. Nick oh, yeah. had to get her out of the flower bed in front of her house. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> she was living in Maniunk at the time, and that was that. I, I was nervous for that one, Steve, because we hadn't heard from her at all. And, did uh, you put, ended up being okay? Did you put one of one of those lawn sculptures in the? Car? <laughs> <laughs> Does she have a landline at her? I don't, think, I don't so. think so. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, so I called her. I called her boyfriend. Yeah, nobody's answering. Okay. Well, hopefully, if if you see her, let us know. And uh, I wonder we'll, what a Marissa Walk of Shame looks like. We'll say I know. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll hopefully find out shortly. All right. Um, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. We're going to have Jerry O'Connell on the program today. John Schneider is going to be yes. in our studio and more. So stay put. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Dinosaur Pilo. The struts. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Breaking news. Breaking news. I know it's coming. This just in. Casey has found Marissa. (laughs) Thank God. Yeah. Do we need bail money? No, no, no. Long story short, last night she was uh, at a key party. So she ended up in a room that wasn't hers. Oh, the old story. Mm -hmm. And let the world be free. Yep. Yep. (laughs) 
So, uh, so she just woke up, right. uh, made it back to her apartment, and, uh, and oh she's safe. God. Everything's good. Oh, right. so she wasn't home? No, no, she's kidding. Oh. Uh, no, uh, she suspects that perhaps they lost power. Her phone was in the other room, so anytime we were calling, it was, you know. Going to the other room. Going to the other room. But uh, long story short, she's safe. She's okay. I'm glad. Yeah. I, was, I was starting to get worried. We all were. Yeah. At Damn what it. point? At what point does late become like a, a personal day? You know, on a vacation. Oh day? yeah. For oh, me, it would be right now. Yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. If you made it this far in the morning and like you just be like, you know what, um, guys, I'm, I, I'm I, staying I'm, home. I have to, Yeah, I have diarrhea. Yeah. yeah. Or at what point does uh, insomnia become? A personal day. I, I, Do you know I, what I mean? I know those moments when you're trying to make the call. We've all been there. And because of the nature, so my wake-up time is 345. If I'm up and I'm not, don't feel right, and it's, I'll take it right up to like 2, 2.30, and then I'll make the call. Oh, I've, n- I've not slept all night for whatever reason and co- like had to come in and just, you're like a zombie the yeah. whole day. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the things are that... The, the kill. I mean, if we're talking on a disease level, anything that involves, you know, the the ass, the ass, uh, or or uh, anything that can be contagious, like you, Pres, with pink eye. You just found out you had pink eye. Uh, but, I think uh, I do. Yeah, but uh, those are the things that uh, that will keep me from coming in. I can't remember the last time it happened, but it, it's been within the last few months where I've, I've fallen asleep in the afternoon or evening or whatever, uh, just you know, unable to stay awake and woken up and have it be seven yeah. fifteen at night. And thinking that it's seven fifteen the next morning, yeah, and then no. I'm, I'm two hours late for work. Mm-hmm. Nothing will make. Yeah. Now I'm. I have multiple alarms, and I'm. I, my internal clock is solid. I know yours is as well, Preston. But there are those times where, where <laughs> and you start like, and you're looking for all the all the signs, all the visual signs. It's dark out. Oh no! Right. Uh, what, what, is is that AM or PM on the clock? Right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. It can be very, very confusing. All right. Well, the good news is we found her. Yeah, and uh, she's she'll, not dead. She'll be in looking fresh as a daisy here in a little while. I'm <laughs> I sure. told her to take her time. All right. Um, well, listen, I I, I I may be a new character, the fashionista. Oh! I got nothing but fashion to tell you about yes! this morning, friends. This was mm. I set this aside for Kathy Romano. It's time Thank to you. travel the runways of the fashion world. Mm. Like the fashion man, extraordinaire, the fashionista himself. Yes, uh, because He's I too sexy for a shot. I happen to know these seven trends that are going to be huge. This oh, yeah. And you can shop for them now, Kathy. All right, Who let's, let's dismantle. By the way, did you show Kathy the derelict collection that you saw? No. So while in Hawaii. You okay, did show me. Did I show you that yeah, picture? Yeah, in the store window? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. They just shows I, you right, how right. insane the so, stuff they pick as fashion. We, we could give a rat. Look at how we dress. Kathy dresses wonderfully, and, and uh, Marissa will look nice and, and do the same. But we're, you know, for the most part. Yeah, out of this world. On Oahu, we stayed. Uh, the the hotel that we stayed in was uh, was on this area called Luxury Row, and it was you know it was like Gucci. their Rodeo Drive. Yeah, Gucci mm-hmm. and 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 uh, you know Louis Vuitton and and uh, TJ Maxx, Cartier, and and all these up and down the the road. And and there was one place that was essentially attached to the building that we were staying in. <laughs> that in front, I I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke. That's it, a bad sign. It's a mannequin wearing essentially a sleeping bag it with lo- with a with no. a shoelaces tied through it. That's and, what it looked like. And galoshes, but no, it was legitimate. Rochelle was like, no, they they had that on the count or on the uh, on the the, the 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 runway for their for their fashion show. It was a joke, I, but but it was legitimate. And I didn't. I felt like going in and saying. 
Take it down. What? No, I felt like saying how much is this going to? How much is this oh, cost? Yeah. I, I want to know how much you uh-huh. people are charging for this. It was insane. It's just insane. What they do on the runway and what happens in real life is crazy, but they were selling this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like the difference between the concept cars you see at auto shows yeah. and what actually makes it to the uh, the dealer. Uh, so, uh, so enlighten us, fashionista. Right. So this fall, one of these trends is, uh, and apparently this will be hot, is the Superwoman cape. Uh, stop it. <laughs> the, well, the Superwoman cape? Yeah, but you, okay, so you guys are going to take it for... With an actual S on yeah, it? Yeah, like you're going to think, no, it, it's sort of like, uh, I know what it is. It, it, it's like you're, you would use it almost as a jacket. It's probably going to be a thicker material, and it's just going to button at the neck. So instead of, you know, putting your, your arms through sleeves, mm-hmm. it's sort of just oh. like a, a winter coat. Uh, cape. I would vote for a Doctor Strange cape, Preston, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. To handle your affairs? Absolutely. Yeah. To, uh, Go yeah. get me a sandwich. Help you fly. <laughs> do all kinds of things you need to do. It says here in this article, and I, f- I failed to write down where I got all this from, but anyhow, it says, uh, instead of your usual trench, select a sleek cape that communicates your superpowers. I'm not opposed to this. I mean, it's kind of like, isn't it what, like... like they so- wear on Krypton? No, no, no. Doesn't, like, Serena wear something similar to that in Handmaid's? Or don't they? All the handmaids kind of wear capes. Is that and, the look you're looking well, for? The, the handmaids, handmaids are wearing, yeah, that, but they're wearing. I mean, that's to show that they're they're submer- they're uh, I, submissive. I, 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 submissive. I know, yeah. but like it is it is a fashion trend, and well, maybe yes, maybe maybe from the the screen you you, you get these uh, fashion trends that come out of something. Why not like wear the, the cage on your head from Thirteen Ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so whether it's uh, through chic feathers or tried and true camel, show your superpowers. Yes. All right. Uh, and then <laughs> knock it off. We've already seen this one through Kathy and Marissa, but they're supposed to hold on till fall because that's when it's really going to be a trend is leopard as a neutral. Leopard as a neutral. Yeah. Okay. okay. So what does that mean? Uh, like a like a base, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Just like it's it's more. I mean, it's much more popular. You're gonna you see it everywhere in every single color now. I wonder, Preston, how much in advance of the character of Cheetah in the Wonder Woman movie. Mm. I mean, that's not leopard. It's a cheetah. Right. But still, it's uh, spotted. That sort of you know feline print. Um, I have more leopard in my closet right now than you could possibly ooh, imagine. Rawr. <laughs> no, but like every like I have it in in pink, in green, in blue. Well, here it says it says we're I'm not kidding, kidding when we whip. it says when we're when we say there's a leopard print for every personality this fall. Like to keep things monochrome, there's a black and white blazer for you. More of an abstract type. Select an XL version of the pattern on a sequin frock. Preston, I'm simply swooning. And then, of course, the purists can take their pick of classic leopard on every item of clothing possible to welcome the print as this season's best staple. Yeah, me. so like it used to be used as like a like a pop, you know, right. like if you uh-huh. had a, if you had a leopard shirt on. Accentuation. Yeah. Now, oh, girl. It's, it's just going to be it, now. It's more because it's so popular. It's like an everyday yeah. thing. It's just crazy. <laughs> Whoopah! All right. So this next <laughs> this next one says take a bow, but I think they mean a bow. Uh, this autumn, we also recommend adopting a whole new mentality. When in doubt, put a bow on it. Uh, it can be a drastically oversized neckline detail, a la Erdem's droopy knot. Oh, the Erdem right. droopy knot. <laughs> 
I know the droopy knot. Yeah, the or airy, I'm an airy droopy knot. <laughs> or a sweet extra touch like the black accoutrement on this sunny yellow uh, Rodarte frock. Oh, I love Rodarte frocks. It's uh, like an embellishment, right? Plus, How this, you like are you more a droopy knot or Rodarte frock? <laughs> uh, I like both. It says, plus... This easy off the runway trend will make your average blouse feel that much more exciting without veering too far from your signature style. Now, this is primarily for women, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys can wear bows. Yeah. Well, blouse. Have you guys ever noticed, uh, speaking of bows, that um, Colonel Sanders' bow looks like a little tiny body in the uh, KFC logo? Looks like a little tiny body. You mean his string tie? His I little string tie. When you look at his the bolo? logo, it looks like he's like a, got a little stick body. Uh no, so so meaning that that is his body on with his human head there, right? Oh no, I have not. Uh, it's well, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Okay, yeah, it's right. very hilarious. I'll have to see that for myself. But he's a famous bow wearer. <laughs> oh yeah, I see what you're saying in the animated uh-huh. in the drawing of him. I it thought looks you like meant, his big head on a stick figure. I thought you meant. Like the human being. That's oh, what I thought. Oh, oh, An no, actual no. photograph of him. But in the, logo, in the logo, in the KFC logo, yeah, you're right. It looks like a little <laughs> a little stick figure body. Not bad. Casey, somebody point that out to you? I saw it on social media somewhere, either Instagram or Twitter. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, uh, it, what's going to be hot what? Uh, for this fall, Okay. the new power suit. Oh. So what constitutes the new power suit? Because classically, a power suit with a man, I believe, is a is a dark suit with a blue tie or a red tie, right? Not sure. White I think shirt. this is more just like a fitted suit. It's coming back like a pantsuit. Um, and hazmat suit? <laughs> Not a hazmat. Okay. Uh, so it says you wore short suits all summer long. Uh, so the next logical step is to transition that professional look for cooler weather. Skirt suits were all over the fall runways, but these were certainly not the frumpy versions of your. Oh, they're not the frumpy versions of your. <laughs> Instead, look for versions with built-in waist-cinching belts, mm. non-traditional blazers, and unexpected fabrics. Hello, leather. Hello, leather. I and think... An- Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. And instead of channeling working girl, consider wearing your 2019 suit with a no-nonsense pair of flat leather boots. And now I need something that cinches my waist and comes around just below my nutsack. And this, <laughs> it by says, my bunghole. It says now, oh, <laughs> around up to my, under my bunghole. Uh, it says now you're a lady <clears throat> who means business. Absolutely. So suit, business, business suit. Yes. Business suit, Power yeah. Suit. This is a nicer, we're looking at, an, I think, a uh, an attractive suit here. Yeah. I don't think that's what they're talking about, though. I think that's what's going away. No, these are, they're, they're looking for pants, yeah. uh, you know, pants suits. And more, like, fitted and, like you said, like the um, something around the waist to kind of yeah. cinch the body. Yeah. Yeah. Cinch is a fashion word. I, I bought a new suit since losing the weight. I, I bought one for our award ceremony right. in D.C., but I also bought a, that was a formal, that was a, right. a tuxedo type. But I also bought a blue suit, and now I want to wear it somewhere. Oh. I have, I, you know, <laughs> I wear suits Don't. maybe twice a year, and that's it. Don't you guys have something coming up? We do. Are you going well, away, maybe? No, well, actually, Take there's there. something here locally oh, for oh. the, the Radio Pioneers. Is that what we're doing? I have no idea. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, you and I are actually running the event. Oh, it's, yeah, I have, okay, I don't know it's what that a, is. Uh, we need a suit? It's, a, it's a the suit. Beasley Awards, right? It's the Beasley Awards, yeah. and we're handling the okay. uh, single mothers. I'll wear it then. The single mothers? I don't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> you guys should wear wear suits to that. You have okay. one, right, I, I, have, I have a couple suits, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then when I take them out, uh, they, they give me a big hug. It's been so long since we've seen you. <laughs> mm. All right, also hot on the uh, this fall, as far as fashion goes, is Minty Fresh. Minty Fresh. Is there anything that, about mint? Uh, is that the color? The color, yes. Okay, so that's probably the... suck on this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to suck on this suit. Uh, it says, we can all agree that millennial pink had its moment, Ooh. and a good one at that. It did, Preston. But the hue that's going to be huge, huge. this season is a pale minty green. But pink. I've always... Like that color. Yeah. Pink is coming back, especially with eyes. Um, it says, uh, not only does the shade exude freshness and the tingly feeling of mouthwash, <laughs> but it's also surprisingly versatile. Pair an oversized mint blouse with crisp blue jeans or use the hue as an accent trying to back your locks with a pastel scrunchie. Yeah. And yes, definitely wear this shade to every fall wedding on your calendar. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. I like minty green. Yeah, so we're looking at a pair of pants here, Preston, um, that with the uh, the holes on the side up the leg. You see that one in the middle there? Yeah, that's, the like yeah, that's sexy. I think that's sexy. That's very sexy. What's that called, uh, I don't. They're like slit and then tied into a bow. Okay. okay. It's, they're like sexy. A, it's like a lattice. It's like a lattice. <laughs> sexy like a slit. Bacon lattice sandwich. <laughs> All right, and then here's another fashion trend for fall. Grown-up schoolgirl. Yeah, I'm on board. It says, quite unlike the plaid skirt you were forced to wear from K to 12, this trendy skirt has no undertones of a school uniform. Today's iteration is served up in funky color schemes and updated cuts and can be worn with uh, any top you like. But if you want your uh, tartan to really feel modern... Pair it with an oversized coat or vest and a grungy T-shirt. What about your scrunchies? You uh, completely left out the <laughs> scrunchies on this one. It says, just don't forget to finish the look with a polished pair of leather lace-up boots. Do you like the the adult schoolgirl look? Oh, yes. Always yeah. have. Yeah. That's a classic. It's a classic. And I do find boots to be sexy on uh, women. As do I, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I li- I'm glad the lace-up boots are staying because I bought a pair. <laughs> spent some money on them. I need them to be in style for at least another season. Uh, let me ask you a question, Kathy. Are there are there some... Now, you follow fashion trends, right? You you will dress with what seems to be working. Ton- yeah. But do you? are there some that you'll hang on to? And, and even though you know... This is not this is not fashion in right now, but damn it, I like this and I'm wearing it anyway. Uh, I won't wear it. Uh, I won't necessarily wear it anyway, but I will keep it because, like we've talked about, it at some point it's coming back around, and mm-hmm. I'll do that m- more. With Don't things. you have to have your own style though? Yeah, you do have to so, have your so, own style. So sure. you, you can transcend the the trends. Right, right, but if something is completely out of style, I'm not going to wear it just because I loved it. But I'll I will keep things that I spend a little bit more money on that I know at some point are like gonna, a hoop skirt are going to come back around. I'll, I'll hold on to them, shoes and accessories, clothes, all, right. all of it. Yeah, uh, Preston, you mentioned the grunge T-shirts, and the, some people don't like that when the younger generation are wearing a Pearl Jam or Nirvana shirt. I'm, I'm okay with it. I think it's totally fine. But a, a video was sent to me last night, and I, I retweeted it <laughs> this morning. It's a girl wearing a Nirvana shirt. She's clearly a teenager. And uh, her parent is holding the phone, and they're playing Nirvana music while filming <laughs> this video, and say, 
who is singing this song? And the girl has no idea that it's a Nirvana song being played at the time. I thought about pulling something out on Marissa sometime because years ago she said that uh, she uh, saw somebody on the boardwalk who was wearing a Philly shirt and she asked who they were, uh, you know, what the score of the game was or who they were playing tonight or whatever. And she just was mystified that this person was wearing a Philly shirt and had no idea who they were playing that day. So I had meant to ask her when she's wearing her Jimi Hendrix shirt or... <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, the Clash or something, not the Clash, but but yeah, some of these sure. classic artists. I'm like, which one of those albums is your favorite? You <laughs> yeah. know, can you name one of those albums? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, uh, the greatest hits. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's got all the best songs on it. Uh, so yeah, it it can be. Sometimes it's just a fashion statement. Yeah. Other times you're an actual fan. It's funny to see flannel back in in fashion. I mean, you know, Casey, when you and I were in college in the '90s, that like. Because of grunge, fl- yeah. fashion was re- or flannel was really in fashion. And oh now yeah, it's, it's here again. Yep. And then what happens is people start adopting it, and then it falls out of fashion right. because everyone now accuses other people of being posers. Yeah, yeah, right. And then it, <laughs> and then it, it goes so away. It eats its own, basically. Yeah. All right, here's another one. It says, "Well, you know what? Actually, I'll go back to this since you mentioned grunge and and uh, that kind of style." But apparently, uh, belt chains are making a comeback. Um, yeah, because you know what? I think the the purses are getting much, much smaller, so people are actually attaching things to their belt chain. Oh, really? Well, you know what I see all over the place? Fanny packs. Yeah. 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 I mean, really? which was, yeah. I think, yeah, widely right. at the end of its run, the fanny pack was considered an abomination. <laughs> oh, yeah. Steve, Steve, I'll see them being worn around the front, yes, that's front how they across the chest. Yes. Yeah. What you the wear, hell is that? They wear it over it's the... It's no longer a fanny pack. Well, it's, it's a like, chest pack. They wear it's, um, it over the it's shoulder. It's a holster. Over the shoulder now. Yeah. yeah. But people like a are still bag. wearing them around their waist, but yes, over the shoulder is... Yes, that's... What, what does that do to flatter your profile when you're wearing a uh, well, fanny pack? It's called a satchel. Satchel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but essentially, that's like what a messenger bag looks like. It's just a smaller version of a messenger bag, isn't it? Yes, but it's no longer a fanny pack. No, unless you work for the ma- Pony Express. Yeah. It's not that old material that we're used to. It's it's like they're making them it's cooler. No, well, they're, they're making them in leather. I mean, the, like Gucci has one. You know, wow. of course. How much does that cost? A Gucci fan- fanny pack? I don't know, probably thousand dollars. Have you guys seen these? I, that's right. I keep my Gucci scrunchies. Uh, they have uh, belts now. I, they've always had cash belts, right? You know what cash belts are? Yeah, like, yeah they're little know, ones that dispense coins. No, I no. I love those belts. <laughs> no, essentially. <laughs> Steve, wouldn't that be great if the little that change, becomes a trend. The little change maker became a change that the vendor you would use? They don't even vendors don't even, they don't use, even those use anymore. Them ching 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 ching. <laughs> oh, yes. Let's do that. Let's make Let's that a trend. Do that. <laughs> no one even uses change anymore. Hey, I give you two bits for that. Uh, no, say, no, a cash belt is an actual. It just it's a belt. It looks like a belt. You wouldn't have. You have no idea. But when you take it off. There's a there's a zipper on the inside of the belt. A money belt. Okay. Cash, yeah, money yeah, belt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cash belt, money belt. Yeah, same yeah, thing. Same All thing. Right, I, I wasn't sure if there was something else. I've always heard the term money belt before, but um, yeah. Uh, I use a currency scrunchie. No, so there's a, a new type of belt that I've seen. You know, I see it on Instagram all the time. Uh, now you can, like, put your phone in there. Like, it's that the elastic-y... Um, Spandexy material, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like it's now, it, it's, I know. But instead of, because I think the fanny pack looks dumb. It do just see, looks dumb. Do you see the Instagram commercials, Preston, for uh, you know, for the the um, the jacket that has all these discreet for your phone for your small you, iPad? Did you buy it because it says tactical it on is, it? It does say tactical. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I draw the line at that because how much crap are you going to carry with you? Yeah. Steve, you know what I would love to see you wear, and All maybe right. you would make a trend out of this. I would for, do it for bald men. Is uh, when you have a baby girl, 
Uh, there's a little oh. bow that they wear. It's a little, it's a little strap that goes all the way around the head with a little bow on it. I you know did what I'm it one day. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see you wear that. Bring them in. I'll wear them. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'll they would them. fit around your head. We had one. We actually yeah. took those gift wrapping that was on a box that had a bow on it, and I wrapped it around my head. Mm. Yeah. All right. So anyhow, it says here that uh, Avril Lavigne brought the look to the masses, meaning the belt chain. Uh, but Chanel has used belt chains in their collections for decades. As they make their way back into mainstream fashion, they're very, they they're very varied in style. They're very varied. Yeah, some that feature very basic chains. Others are blinged out, and some look like they might be dog leashes. Uh, some even deliver a pointed oh. message. One from uh, Duxio Jewelry features a chain that spells out "My Body, My Choice." So, if you want to make a statement, they're huh. there too. All right, so we're my looking, belt, my chain. I thought a belt chain was like one of those stupid things that you like hung your attach your, your keys on. No, this is no. A, yeah, no, I was going to say wallet. Yeah, they st- no those those. Oh, as that's well. a wallet chain. Wallet yeah, chain. Yeah, the guys wear. No, right, this right, is right. more for a a it looks like a belt. It's actually a chain. Okay, I find them kind of hot. Yeah, I like them. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. if it's on the right person, a lot yeah. of times, Preston, I will attach my monocle to this. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Very good. Steve, I bet you could get away with wearing a Batman belt. Oh, of course I could. The utility, the utility belt? belt? Utility belt, I'll yeah. I'll keep all my change in it, too. <laughs> hey, so I have, I have a fashion question, and I, I just uh, uh, I went ahead and, and bought some of these because they're comfortable to me, and I don't care if they're not style, in style. Welcome life. to my world, Preston. Thank you, yes. <laughs> Cargo pants. They've they've gone out of out, fashion. Bye. But what's that? Uh, yeah, out. Bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I went and I, I bought like four of them because you know what they do. They feel comfortable. They're comfortable and they're you practical. And I actually you like use, the pockets. I actually use those other pockets. I've heard so in. many men say that, like when you know that trend was out. Matt Cord. Like, no, I lo- I use the pockets. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because things fall out of your other pockets. Exactly. You need. I despise when I get a pair of shorts. And sometimes I'll order them online, and I get them, and the pockets are shallow. Oh, the worst. This is me off. I know. And then, you know, for the women who judge us for wearing cargo shorts or pants, and I haven't worn cargo shorts in a little while, uh, well, don't ask us to hold your stuff for you while we're out. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I can easily put those into my cargo pants unless you have something. Yes! (laughs) Thank you! Yes! (laughs) But But Kathy... I can't, you know, like like uh, country clubs won't allow them. Uh, you know, they're they're right, against dress right. code. So I was like, wow, okay. So I tried going for a while without them, but they're just they're just good every day. If in the summertime, shorts to wear, they're practical and yeah. you know whatever. So anyhow, and then one last thing for the fashionista for the fashionista neon for fall neon. groundbreaking. It says well, neon has has made its way in uh, kind of in the spring. Summer saw a lot of it, but I guess it's going into the fall. Uh, it says here, and I'll read verbatim, uh-huh. uh, if it feels like that's neon... That's the designer. If it feels like neon has been a trend forever, well, that's because it has. Mm. But unlike the fluoro hues of spring <laughs> and summer, <laughs> these bright pops are deeper and more pigmented than before. And they're also worn from head to toe. It is now time to invest... Is it now time to invest in a day glow jacket? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Oh. A day glow jacket? Yeah. And uh, can you really get away with an evening gown in a flash of neon? The answer is, duh. <laughs> oh, duh. That's I don't know. Is that a yes or a no? That means yes. Okay. Yeah. It means it's so obvious it's yes that it's not even worth asking. So. <laughs> 
so there you go. There's your fashion trend. Wow. Interesting and on point. That, really? Yeah. Uh, Kathy's giving thumbs up on that fashion uh, report. All right. Just look thought, at us. Thought I'd share. Maybe we'll make this a yearly event or seasonal. We so no, yearly. We're gonna go next season, Preston. Uh, a couple of things to remember. We're gonna adopt. We're gonna bring in a whole bunch of those baby um, head decorations for me. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna try to make the uh, coin uh, thing a uh, an actual belt, a fashion yeah. statement. And what was the other thing that we wanted to do? Uh, I'm not sure. Fanny fanny packs packs I have a bunch of pudding. neon already. I could just start wearing that. Okay. Wow. How about a combination of fanny pack and pudding packs? I remember when neon hit. It was like the early 90s, late late 80s, late early 80s. 90s. Yeah. Late 80s Has when started to hit. Yeah. Transcended to the makeup as well, Kathy. Uh, you know what? I think makeup is like you. People are just going, huh. you know, experimenting a lot with makeup. So yes, probably. It is funny to go back and forth from caring to wanting to at least somewhat fit in and, and not be look like a total slob all the time to going back to not caring again. Like I, with, the, with the cargo pants. It, I, I agree with you, Preston. Like, I wore some almost every day while I was on vacation. Yeah. And somebody made a snarky comment on Instagram at one point. I'm like... Oh, no, really? Man. Yeah, and, and I was just... I was like, dude, I'm I'm hiking. I'm in the middle of, yeah. of the woods. Who, who cares what I'm wearing? But I, I'd be lying if I said it didn't at least... I, I remember the comment. <laughs> well, it's so funny because I was at a place uh, two days ago, and my wife and I were in a, in a waiting room, and there was a guy who seemed like a pleasant young feller, and he was trying so hard to be anti-establishment uh, and, you know, and... and but he was he was from head to toe wearing a uniform. Yeah. Okay. Everything was exactly what you would expect. And right. we'll, we'll also take notice of people around here who, who dress smartly, you know, men and women who yes. look yeah. really good. And, yep. and, and I'm like, oh, that person is well put together. I'm just not that person. Yeah. Would you say someone you'd classify as sick? <laughs> I, listen, absolutely. Matt Cowper dresses well. He's he does. a snappy he, dress. He really is, and and he looks good. And I, I'm he looks by uncomfortable it. to me though. Like honestly, mm. when I look, no, no, listen. No. What I what I mean me. is for me. Everything is so tight. I couldn't do it. I, I, I just for you, yeah, yeah. But yeah. on him, it looks good. Well, that's and what he, I was saying to me. Yeah, yeah. If somebody's fidgeting with their, you know, like Matt's not like that. He yeah. wears his tight clothes confidently. Yeah. Well, I'm mean, going to the gun show if you can't show them off. <laughs> <laughs> I've flirted from time to time with the idea of dressing more appropriately for my age and more professional, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of flirt with it for a little while, and then I'm like, man. Does anybody really even care? Yeah, no, people do not even know what time it, it, it is. It's, it's, does anyone really care? Yeah. How much time? No. And yes, you want... I think you. I, I think you should look put together and not like a slob when you go to work. I don't think you need to put a suit on, but you do that. And but age appropriate, I think you dress age appropriate. I do. I do. What do you mean? Like, what would you do? You need like a floral button up or something? No, no. But sometimes I just you know I t-shirt it and they're goofy and t-shirts and you know. Do we? Yeah. So Kathy, do we? Uh, because we're, we're trying to be casual. Obviously, in the time they were coming in, and so on and so forth. For the most part, do we look fairly put together, or are we are we a, a complete mess? No, I think the two of you look put together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what you do? Uh, you just... have the two of you <laughs> look great. You, Preston, and you, Steve. <laughs> I, I, there, are some days. there are times. Listen, everybody's got their days. I do too. I will Everybody. tell you this though: when you do add a and and, to, and I can see this because my my day. wife's a fashion person. She she's. You know, make sure she's got all everything the way it should yeah, be. Yeah, Rochelle's put together. Right, you know, and yeah. that's part of the deal. You do feel a sense of uh, of empowerment. You feel a little better. You feel better yeah. about yourself. I agree. It, it psychologically, but, is is a plus. Rochelle yeah. puts on workout clothes and looks put together. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's that type of person. She is, exactly. So, well, anyhow, take this advice for what you will, and I uh, just thought we would pass it along. So, 
Um, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. I see that our friends from Rita's have arrived. Uh-huh. And thanks to Chanel from the P-Town <clears throat> Rita's Water Ice for bringing in the delicious new Go Birds Ice and the cool Go Birds Tailgate Pack. You can grab yours today at participating Rita's while supplies last. I got a $25 gift card I can give away to caller number 19 at 215-263-WMMR. Go ahead and give us a call right now, and we will give that to you. Coming back with the Bizarre File. Don't stray too far. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, thanks, Kat. By the way, I just sampled the uh, Go Birds uh, Rita's Water Ice flavor. Oh my God! Thumbs yeah, up, huh? It's fantastic. What is it, is it exactly? It's hey, so well. it's a it's. I was just talking to. I think it's Chanel. I didn't get a chance to say hello from uh, the Pewtown Rita's. Yeah. She was telling me it's a mix of green apple, which I already love that flavor, and pear, oh. and oh. it tastes really, really is good. Is it a singer? And she said, "No, it's, it's not. a dance. It's no." Oh, no. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, they have this on sale now, and uh, she says to get it as a gelati is the best way to do that. Oh, with well, the, with I'm the on board. Uh, so you can get ready for football season with Rita's newest flavor in honor of the Eagles, Go Birds, Italian Ice. Stop by and try it today. We'll give away some more gift cards in a little while for that, but thank you, Chanel, for coming by here. Um, we need, Case, can you switch that for me? Because we're going to do oh. the uh, Bizarre File. So, yep. yep, here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Robbins Diamonds and Tax-Free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins Delaware Diamonds. When Jamie Bescaglia... Bescaglia! Yeah, I guess it was how you say your name. uh, Met up with some fishermen who had hooked an octopus during a fishing derby at the Tacoma Narrows. She saw an opportunity for an unusual picture. She said it was a photo contest in the derby. So, crazy me, hindsight now, looking back, I probably made a big mistake. Well, uh, Biscuit Gila had put the octopus on her face and posed for a picture. Hey, look, I got an octopus on my face. At first, it just grabbed her with its suckers, and then it did something she didn't expect. It bit her on the face. Oh. She said it had barreled its beak into my chin and then let go a little bit, and then it did it again. She said it was a really intense pain when it went inside and it just bled, dripping blood for a long time. Uh, She said the octopus was a smaller juvenile version of a giant Pacific octopus, although a spokeswoman for the uh, local aquarium said it could have been a Pacific red octopus. She didn't know about the beak? No, I guess not. Yeah. Both both have a powerful beak used to break and eat crabs, cla- clams, and mussels. So your flesh yeah. is no contest for yeah, that thing. That could be a problem. And, Open that face right up. And their bite contains a poisonous venom to immobilize their prey. So that, what better reason to hang an octopus on your face? Uh, Bisca, Biscaglia, whatever her freaking name is. <laughs> Best bite. Said uh, the venom left her in incredible pain, but as owner of the South Sound Salmon Sisters. The South Sound Salmon Sisters. <laughs> she kept fishing for two more days before she finally went to the emergency room. Yeah, why not? She said, and I'm still in pain. I'm on three different antibiotics. Uh, this can come and go, the swelling, for months, they say. Mm. Uh, she says the whole painful experience taught her a valuable lesson about handling a live octopus. Don't put it on your face. Well, uh, does she still put Portuguese Man of War down her panties, Preston? Of course she does, yes. 
A London worker has, a city worker in London, has uh, divulged how he pays upwards of $200 to be given wedgies in public. (laughs) The man who wants his identity to be shrouded in secrecy believes his unusual fetish started when bullies carried out the act on him at school. Uh, The resident, who wants to be referred to as Bobby, particularly likes being given a wedgie by women in crowded places. What a sick bastard. He said it's the perfect combination of humiliation, domination, and pain. The 26-year-old said it is difficult to say when the thought of the wedgie shifted from nightmare being given to them, uh, given them by bullies uh, to something that I now like. He said it is fair to say that I endured a fair amount of wedgies growing up. My school was pretty brutal. I remember one occasion in particular at the end of term uh, at the about age 15, I was hoisted up into a tree branch by my underwear and left there. I remember a group of girls just stood there laughing at me and then went on to class. And he liked it. Uh, To add insult to injury, he said I had to be uh, helped down by the teachers. (laughs) I can't say that occasion was when the fetish started, but I certainly vividly remember that group of girls. I wonder if you go on like a Pornhub and put in wedgie. Oh, I'll bet you. It has, right? He he said, uh, at university, I knew quite a big group of very confident girls who would jokingly give me wedgies every now and again. By this stage, it had definitely become something that I didn't mind. That's a level of insanity. Called wedging, uh, wedgieing. Bobby said that he has since grown to enjoy the experience and prefers women to do it as more humiliating. And he said, uh, take being hung by your underwear. You're helpless to stop it. And just the idea of underwear, which is such a private thing, having it pulled out and on display is embarrassing. Well, if he likes that, he's going to love the purple nurple. Uh, Plus, there's the dominance that the person has over you when they are wedging you. He said, there's nothing you can do. You just have to deal with the pain. Someone having that much power over you is exhilarating. So 200 bucks? Yeah, Bobby says he receives a wedgie around every other week, although it varies. He spends hundreds a month on his fetishes, but says that he can afford it as he works in the city. Mm. said, how much I pay slightly uh, depends on how good the wedgie is. Mm. I've spent, uh, the most I've spent is $200 on one where these two women ripped my pants off in Hyde Park on a busy summer afternoon. But he has to be humiliated. That completes the whole thing. Yep. He said he has given wedgies in many uh, public locations uh, across London, even in Oxford Street. But usually it is just a park or open space. But Ever the O2 Arena? But that's his thing. I'd, oh, he would love that. I mean, sure. in front of that many people? A woman was left with agonizing burns after trying vaginal steaming, doctors have revealed in a gory medical report. Was the iron too hot? Uh, the unidentified 62-year-old saw a traditional Chinese doctor for advice about how to how her uncomfortable, uh, about a prolapse issue she was having. Oh, okay. Oh, it was so he prolapse. Had, I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to get okay. into it. It's like a viaduct. He... Oh. he, he <laughs> It's uh, insides out. Oh, okay. Uh, He had advised her to (laughs) sit over boiling water infused with herbs for 20 minutes, which uh, landed her in the hospital with second-degree burns. Uh, Medics at the University of Calgary published the unusual case of the woman who was of Chinese origin in a medical journal. journal. Doctors who treated her say it's the first documented case of a burn from steaming procedure in medical literature. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? And, of course, Gwyneth Paltrow on Goop had recommended it, and doctors have urged people to not do it. Gynecologists have repeatedly warned V steaming, which is often shortened down to, it's shortened down to, can cause infections and is not proven to work. So don't do it. No, uh, steam near my genitals has no uh, fascination no, for no, me. No, exactly. 
All right, and then we'll do one more story, and we will wrap this up. I mean, how about something a little bit lighter? Yeah, we've been in a sort of a perversion here. How about a, a heroic tale? Uh, Decatur police say a woman there used hot grease to fight off a man charged with burglary and domestic violence. That's how you do it. Yeah, officers responded to a home because of a domestic dispute, and when they got there, they found Lerondrick Macklin suffering from burns to his face. Uh, police say in his face, uh, Macklin had entered the victim's home armed with a gun, and that the victim used a pot full of hot grease to defend herself. Wow, oh, no. good though, good for her. Yeah, and I saw the guy's mugshot, dude. He's he's Blitz, all yeah. burned up on his face. Yeah, I got him in the face. Macklin was taken to the hospital and uh, arrested and booked into the county jail. So he's going away for a little while. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. So uh, we have a friend who is in need of help. I feel so bad for her. Uh, uh, I, this is a horrific thing for any pet owner. My wife uh, saw her uh, post on um, Facebook last night. And then I got a text from her. And she says she needs some help. So we're going to definitely help her out. From uh, 6ABC, our friend uh, Cecily Tynan is on the line. Hey, Cecily. How you doing? Thank you. So much, not too good. <laughs> I know, I know. So this is really, oh man, you must be uh, out of your mind right now. So you guys, your family, got a new puppy, right? Yeah, we adopted this Chihuahua mix, three weeks old, on Tuesday afternoon um, from Matt's Dog Rescue, and the kids are just over the moon. We we have two other dogs, um, and we had a third dog who passed away last fall. And we've kind of wanted to get another dog for a while. And my daughter, who turns 12 in September, said, listen, the only thing I want for my birthday is a new puppy for the family. Mm-hmm. So um, we found this dog. We met her um, Tuesday afternoon. Everybody loved her. You know, we even had some of the, the kids' friends were even with us. Brought her home. Um, she met our dogs. We have an 8-year-old and a 15-year-old. And everything was going great. And then I went to work. And then... Um, Right after the 11 o'clock news, my husband called me, and he said the dog's missing. And I was like, are you kidding me? How did you lose a dog? And he said he was out just out in our front yard. And we, we have a decent amount of property with a really long driveway. We have the invisible fence, but the dog wasn't trained on that yet. Mm, yeah. And um, and we have a 15-and-a-half-year-old dog who's deaf. We don't even you know, put the collar on her anymore. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't go anywhere. But my husband was out there with both of those dogs, and the old dog just started to wander. And so he went to just grab her, and he said that the puppy ran with him, and then they started back to the house, and all of a sudden it was gone. Wow. And um, and then I was like, honey, the leash? And he's like, the dog was underfoot the whole time. I didn't even think it was, you know, wasn't a skittish dog, um, isn't, um, wasn't running away, very friendly, but all of a sudden was missing. And so um, when I got home, we stayed up all night looking for her. And how long, all yesterday. How, how long at the house had the had the puppy been? Uh, I mean, um, three about seven hours. They uh, so they they not do familiar st- with the area. Yeah, yeah. was 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 the was was uh, is it he uh, he or she? It's a she. Uh, was yeah. she was she fed there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we asked, actually, and she's very you know food motivated. And I have to say, um, the thing that I've learned through this experience is there are a lot of amazing people out there. Um, um, all my neighbors, um, all these volunteer groups that help you find dogs, um, the match dog rescue, they have been coming out with teams, um, Delco dogs, this yeah. is the Newtown square media area. Uh, they've been coming out, um, people are coming out, putting flyers and sharing my Facebook posts 
thousands of times. So we've, we, we had, um, somebody come out who helped set a trap and I've been grilling. Um, yeah. I've been grilling constantly. So they said that's a, the, um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm worried there's a lot of wildlife yeah. and I'm actually, I'm worried it was bird of prey. I know that's the um, first thing I actually thought of. I didn't yeah. want to say anything to you when you yeah. texted me last night, but they're, they're horrific. so, they're so small and you know, uh, know. chihuahuas and this is a puppy chihuahua. So I, I hope certainly I that that didn't happen. So I, I asked my, my friends at Philadelphia zoo and, um, Ian, who is, is the birds of prey curator said, it's not out of the question. He said it's, it's rare because there was a human nearby and it's a very wooded area. And typically when that happens, it's, it's, you know, a big yard or a big field where right. a bird can see the animal. It was, it was, you know, our, our driveway is super wooded. Um, but still, I mean, that's, that I'm not losing hope and I'm hoping that she's hiding in somebody's garage or a little old lady found her. Right. Listen, and, and I've had situations where we've, we've had many, many, many animals over the years. We've had, you know, foster animals and, and, you know, for, for a door opens up and they dart or something, and and that that happens, and then you you sweat it out. And I'd say the the, the majority of times it ends it ends well because you know that the, it, it, just when you think it it, it won't, it does. Uh, but but obviously, the more eyes on the area, the better. So without obviously giving you know massively your, your personal information like your address and so on and so forth. What area are we talking about? It's it's Upper Providence. Okay. Yeah. All right. And if you remember, just a couple of months ago, Jackson, who's our afternoon drive guy, his his dog went missing. It was a couple of days, and he was gone for at least a, a full day. And, yeah. and as it turned out, it it, it just kind of like worked itself into in, in between like two retaining walls. Yeah, and couldn't get wow. out from it. And and it was only just a few doors down, which yeah. is That's crazy. A, we've yeah. been we've been looking um, close and and through our neighborhood. My husband thought he saw her last night, and then. We realize that's also an area where we see a lot of baby foxes. Right. And so, so not sure, but you know, it's it's we're, again we're trying not to lose hope and trying to get the word out. Um, Wouldn't your husband have heard something? But well, that's that's well, yeah, that and that's what the zoo said too. The zoo said actually, if if all of a sudden you know bird of prey swept down, um, you probably would have heard. You know, a, a cry or something. Yeah, the dog would have made some. You would have heard a yelp. You would have heard something. Yeah. At the same point, my husband, when he couldn't see, her, ran back to the house to get a flashlight. But I like, would it have happened in that instant? Probably not. You right. know. So, right. so I'm, right. I'm just hoping she she got spooked, ran into another neighborhood, and we've been asking people in the area to look in their garages, yeah, or under their sheds. Um, yeah, I've been putting out food. We kind of set a trap, um, but it hasn't been touched yet. So right. well, hoping, and, hoping for a miracle and at the same time thanking everyone and thanking everyone who rescues dogs and all these people. Families with little kids came out last night in, in the rain to help search. And so even my daughter, who was, who was so devastated, said, you know, Mom, the good thing about this is we're finding out how many wonderful people there are Aww. out there. And Cecily, yeah. by the way, some people are texting in and asking, but I think it was you guys didn't have time to get the dog microchipped yet, right? No, well, actually, the, when we when we picked her up, they gave us her microchip. I know a lot of rescues microchip them already, and they said we like our dogs to get microchipped when they get fixed. Right. But she's only three months old, okay. so she, she and she, I mean, she's really tiny. They said you know they they recommend she get fixed at six months old. 
really tiny. There's a picture on my Facebook page, huge ears, short legs, and a, a little blue collar. And you know, we didn't even have a chance to put a tag on her. Yet. And she's got a she's got a white patch on her chest and down onto one of her yeah, uh, and legs. white white socks. Yeah, yeah. Let, we call we call her Nala, and the the foster um, family called her. Samantha, but they only had her for a week and a half, so I don't even think she responds to her name. Right, I just kind of call her puppy, and she would come right to me. Yeah, what you're what you're going to look for is that those scents, the you know food, and and as you said, she's she might be a little bit timid. So if you do see a uh, you know a smaller animal like this that matches this sort of description, then you're going to want to approach in a very gentle way and 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 do that. But. Uh, we, our, our hearts go out to you. It is. It's a uh, listen, and then people say, "Oh, you know." Either you get it or you don't, but you, you, you love them, and, and um, hopefully this will work out the way you want it to. We'll keep our fingers yeah. crossed. Yep. So Thank we'll, you so much. I really appreciate it. You guys are the best. No problem. Upper and Providence. Yeah, please. All right. Thanks, Cecily. Best I of know. luck. We'll talk All to right. you soon. All right. Thank bye-bye. Thank you so much, guys. Yep. Bye-bye. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. She's, and she said her husband was up all night and looking around with my, for the dog. When this happens, when a, when a pet gets out or something like this happens... You know, you you play that. If only I, if only I, if only I. And I, you know, and and you 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 just feel terrible all the way around. This is an adorable little dog. So uh, oh, that's so terrible. Yeah. Um. All right. So anyhow, if you, if you do uh find the dog, uh, get in touch with Six ABC or us right away. And yeah. We'll contact Cecily and uh, let her know. By the way, we found our pup. Uh, Marissa <laughs> is back. She's here. She, she was actually uh, swept away by a bird of prey. It yeah. was, uh, yeah, but they fortunately, uh, yeah. she fought it off. So, right, yeah. Marissa? Yeah, it was an exhilarating experience. I'm sure. The clouds yeah, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, some texts were coming in. Have you found Marissa? Yeah, we yes, did. we did find her. No, I'm sorry. I think my uh, my alarm, my, my power went out last night, and then I woke up to the sunlight, which is the scariest thing ever <laughs> in this industry. And uh, here I am, but Preston, I do want you to know that uh, when I was a kid, my uh, screen name was daytripper0957 at AOL.com. Okay. So that was, uh, I just heard you guys talking about, I, apparently you guys said a lot of stuff about me because I got some texts this morning. But one of the things was you were asking if I wear a Jimi Hendrix shirt, what my favorite Hendrix song was. Yeah, yeah no, your favorite album. Oh, uh, are you experienced? Oh, there you go. Okay. Right. I only wear, you know, shirts that I know. That you know. That's very, very, very important. And then we, we, Casey suggested that you were at a, uh, a key party last night. Yeah. <laughs> so how'd that go? Wait, did, did you see the Snapchats? <laughs> I did. No, no, I was actually in bed early. I was home by 10 o'clock. Like, wow. It was a responsible night for me, guys. That'll And it'll never happen again. Oh, come see on. See what happens. Right. Stay oh, out. See what happens. Stay well out. Well past your work. time, and then you get in just fine. This yeah. job has totally ruined my internal clock. I'm like here, like for like 12 hours a day. So all, I'm pretty sure my internal clock was just like a snooze button. Right. Yeah. It's just like just sleep more. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's I all love right. You. It's all good. <laughs> We're gonna take a break. We'll be back in a second. We got some guests and more joining us. You know what? I'll give away Rita's uh, water ice gift card right now. Uh, caller number 18 215 263 WMMR. Give you a $25 gift card. Give us a call. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Don't forget our... uh, 
Uh, the, the, the Valley Flop Championship yeah. is coming up there at uh, the Valley Forge Casino Resort and the B- Valley Beach Poolside one week from today. One week. And it, the yes, weather sir. is looking good right now. Yep, yep. So hopefully that'll hold and we'll uh, we'll be doing it and you will be there with us. It's uh, free of charge, by the way, and you have to be at least 21 years of age. Doors open at 5. We'll get the flopping starting at 6. So that is next Thursday, the 15th. Make sure that you uh, come and join us. I thought this might be kind of fun to share with you guys. So I, I came across this on BuzzFeed. There's a lot of great articles on BuzzFeed, a lot of great quizzes and things like that. It's just a good kind of a mess around uh, website. And there was an article that I came across that I thought was pretty cool. It's called 17 Fan Theories About Kids Movies That Will Change the Way You Watch Them. Uh, I find this stuff interesting. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Some of them are really uh, interesting. Others are kind of like, eh, I don't think so. It's a bit of a stretch. But, you know, there there are people that um, that absolutely, you know, just get fanatical over a film or a TV show or something like that. And then they start to have not only fan theories, then there's fan fantasy and, and fan fiction and stuff that they take off and write on their own. For example, Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight fan fiction. That's where that came from. No uh-huh. way. Really? Yeah, yeah. Really? That's my understanding. I could see how yeah, that yeah. would work, right? Yeah. Okay. So it took kids' movies and and did this. So let me let me throw one at you, and, and this will kind of give you an idea of where we're going. So the movie Home Alone, which, by the way, I read they're doing a reimagining of. I've heard that. You um, don't need uh, to do uh, that. Uh, so, listen, they, every, <laughs> everything's on the table these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so it says here, uh, somebody wrote, I love the fan theory that Kevin McAllister grows up to become Jigsaw in the Saw franchise. Okay. Do they hint at that in Home Alone? Says, think about it. The traps Kevin designed as a kid <laughs> could have totally killed the home invasion robbers, and his designs probably became more twisted and complex as he became an adult. So they think it just, you know, it started there, and then he realized that he enjoyed inflicting this pain and they got more and more complex and uh, contrived as he uh, as he got older. He certainly displayed the chops that could lead to a jigsaw, but he uh-huh. seemed to be a lot a lot more emotionally centered than jigsaw is. Yeah, but jigsaw was really ultimately just trying to get people to appreciate life, their, their, their life, yeah. and, their, and their lives because he, you know his it, life is going to be cut short from uh, you know an illness. So. In, a, in a classic way, he is the uh, he's one of those villains like you know like the Borg believe they're doing in, in the Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, they believe they're doing the best thing for you. Right. This this movie in particular, there's a couple of movies out there that you know after it's you know it's 30 years later and you got to go. Well, hang on a second. Why don't they just call the neighbors? You know why you don't why, and so every time. You come up with like, well, why didn't they do this? Uh, they thought of that, and there and there was a reason why. Right. Sometimes though, there's yeah. just sloppy writing. Yeah. And sometimes, for example, like the Amityville Horror, like when all that stuff's up. Oh. <laughs> Casey's listening to Fireworks by Katy Perry. Uh, no. Katy Perry on his computer. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God! <laughs> uh, like in the Amityville Horror, why a neighbor doesn't walk over and go, "Could you keep it down?" <laughs> But, you know, these are little things. You just check your brain at the door and just yeah. enjoy the ride. Baby, you're a firework. <laughs> is, that, was it, is that what you call That's what it? That Inspiration-wise? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh... I don't know why they All right, it. here you go. Here's another... <laughs> Here's another fan theory from the movie Frozen. Yeah. This theory is that Hans isn't actually bad. He was cursed by the trolls. 
When you watch the movie, Hans is nothing but kind. That is until after the song Fixer Upper, in which the trolls decide that they can get, quote, get the fiance out of the way so Kristoff and Anna can be together. And only then does Hans begin acting in villainous ways. He was cursed by the trolls. Do you uh, you see any validity to that? I don't, but it's an interesting theory. No, I don't at all. There are fun um, threads that happen throughout these movies, too. Like, the you know, the little um, Easter eggs that show up in all the different Pixar movies. And then and I saw a theory that uh, Tangled and Frozen are connected somehow. Like, the, the parents that die out were on their way to the wedding. Yeah, we're yeah. headed to the wedding in, in Tangled. You know, the, um, the Princess Anna's parents that died in the, in the shipwreck, that they were going to another Disney franchise movie. I like to think about what... Uh, what may have happened after? I love that uh, after yeah. films. I was just watching uh, some interviews that I had never seen before with Molly Ringwald and Ali Sheedy about the Breakfast Club, which could be my all-time favorite movie. And uh, Molly Ringwald was saying, you know, people ask her what what happened to Claire afterwards, and and she goes, you know, it depends on the day. I mean, there's some days when I think, you know, yeah, they went back to school on Monday and they had a new outlook on life, <laughs> and everything kind of changed, right? And then there are other days where she's not feeling it, and it's like they went back and the, so same, the same old, old thing. happened. Yeah, and, that's and what I think. Just, you know, yeah, maybe because she even says like she's not strong enough. Like she, you know, she the way she is is the way she has to be because of like social pressure. But it, what mandates it? Do you think there's any scenario in which she becomes jigsaw? <laughs> um, wow, you just yeah. tweaked my melon. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> in the movie Big, I um, you know, I think I brought this up on air. I would love to see. A sequel done now where Colin Hanks plays Josh Baskin all grown up and he has never met the love of his life. And the love of his life was the woman that he met when he was Uh, a a kid. And so he goes and finds his Zoltar machine, asked to be old. And then she's the same way. She's not, you know, Josh Bashkin was the love of her life. And then so they they just keep chasing. Do they keep chasing each other through time or does. Does it match up? Do they sync up? Well, he will does sync he, up. Does he create he Baskin sinks. and Robbins? He'll do the Zoltar machine. He turns into regular Colin Hanks, then turns into regular Tom Hanks. And then... Uh, oh. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So Tom Hanks would be in it as well. Yes. But yet he would be age appropriate uh, for uh, who played the, the love interest. Oh, um, uh, I forget her name. She's really good. Very attractive. Uh what is her name? Oh, I've forgotten. I Elizabeth know exactly. Perkins? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Perkins. Perkins. Thank you very much. I think it's Elizabeth Does Colin Hanks in that in your version then also cross over to the new Jumanji? <sighs> I don't. Oh, think you're so. right because he was in that. <laughs> right, and he was He's the adult uh, at yes. the end. You're right. All right, moving on. The movie Up. Here's a fan theory. Said, Wait, can I guess? Yeah, it's really down. <laughs> no. <laughs> Somebody read uh, that. Uh, I read. Somewhere about how Russell, the kid, yeah. was actually a guardian angel from heaven guiding Carl to the afterlife. The whole journey is transformational for Carl and eventually leads him back to Ellie. Aww. It's That's a sweet thing. I don't, it, it works less All right. for me that way, but it, it is a sweet notion. Let me try this one out on you. Wally. Yes. The theory that says the reason Wally is the only rob, robot left on Earth is because. He killed all his fellow robot companions. <laughs> so Wally's like a kill droid? This is after all. Why is he the only one left standing? And why was he using the parts of dead robots to keep himself alive? Seems kind of creepy when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. All right. How about this? Now, I didn't, uh, this is about Mary Poppins. 
is a fan theory. Did you watch the second Mary Poppins film? No, I've been meaning to. Have I you did. seen it? Is it I good? I really liked okay, it. Okay, good. I, and I, I I'm think watch Emily it. Blunt is wonderful. Okay. Uh, this person says, I read somewhere that Mary Poppins is a time lord from Doctor Who. Huh. Her bag is bigger on the inside, like the TARDIS, and she talks to animals. She regenerated between her visits to the Banks family, which is why she doesn't look exactly the same in the sequel film. Also, she partly erased Jane and Michael's memories, which is why they don't remember any, everything about her. Okay, so that's an interesting... I don't know anything about Doctor Who. Does that, does that hold water? Uh, there are some element, elements of it that are true. She, uh, the, you know, they, the, the, the Doctor Who's changed, and uh, there, there is a... Um, like the, for example, the, uh, the 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 phone booth, you know, the uh, the or the booth that he's in. When you go inside, it's it's super huge. Uh, but uh, I don't know, uh, maybe some water there. Okay, to be held. Um, do you know the movie Snowpiercer? I do. It's with Chris Evans. It's really good. What's it about? It's about this. It's a it's a dystopian. We live in a world, uh, you know, where the uh, it's like an ice age, right? Right, and and so there is this nuclear powered train, a super long train. Where there is class warfare going on within the train. Okay. So Ed Harris is sort of the, um, in fact, they're making it into a series. They're showing the trailer for it right now on, I believe it's on Amazon. And um, and he is like this, uh, the, the, basically sort of what he was like in, in um, the Truman Show. He's running everything. But uh, there is this stuff that occurs from, from car to car to car. And there are different sort of, you know, civilizations and different types of people. So and they have to live on this train? They live on this train that never stops. The environment it, is too uh, harsh? It, it, right, too harsh. In the outside world. Okay, right. so somebody says, I'm obsessed with the theory that Snowpiercer is a sequel to the original Charlie uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> wow. And that Wilford is actually an adult Charlie who changed his name to be more Wonka-like. I watched this video on it thinking uh, about how much of a stretch it was, but honestly, I'm pretty convinced. I think it's more probably an extension of trains, planes, and automobiles. Oh, (laughs) okay. But no, do you see this as, uh, you know, in a fantasy way, kind of that? There's an element. This has some really uh, dark stuff. There's some dark stuff to Willy Wonka. I mean, so... There, there. It's really a fascinating movie, President. If you get a chance to watch it, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do with the series because it's, it's this super huge train, and there, and you know, there, there's in, entirely different worlds with different populations aboard. Okay. Have you guys seen Eddie Murphy explain how The Wizard of Oz and Planet of the Apes are the same movie? No. <laughs> what? He, he, uh, yeah. So the, on the on this season of uh, Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee, Eddie Murphy is driving around with, with Jerry Seinfeld, and Eddie takes the time to explain how basically it's the same plot. It's the same premise, and I won't do it justice, um, but if you get a chance, watch Eddie explaining how these two movies are the same movie. It's pretty, okay. it's pretty amazing. The original Planet of the Apes? Yeah, Wizard of Oz is Planet of the Apes. Dorothy is, is Taylor? According to uh, according oh, to Eddie Murphy. Oh, I, yeah, I kind of see, you know, the spacecraft coming down after being lost yeah. is the balloon, is, is being caught up in the... Uh, of uh, the tornado right. and landing in a, in a in an area that you don't know, but you're actually home. Interesting. Yeah, everybody it's, you okay. know is dead and gone, Tiger. Um, <laughs> how about this? Somebody texts in and says, "What if the whole premise of Footloose is based on the fact that he couldn't get his foot loose from the clutch on the tractor, <laughs> and that it all happened? The whole plot of the movie happens in that one sequence. When in it, just a flash in his mind. I love it. While well, they're playing chicken on tractors, and then uh, was it Chris Penn grows up to be Jigsaw? Okay. Uh, here's another one. Uh, the movie Cars. It says this is an unofficial sequel 
to the Stephen King short story Trucks, later adapted into the film Maximum Overdrive. In the short story, vehicles rebel against their human masters and seek to kill all the humans. So Cars is set in a world populated entirely by vehicles because they succeeded in doing that. Ha! <laughs> right. Or what about Christine? Yeah. Similar. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right, how about this? Uh, Monsters, Inc. Okay. Uh, this says, I once read a theory that said that Boo is really a younger Violet from The Incredibles. And the reason she is so good at hiding and appearing in random places throughout the original movie is because she keeps turning invisible when Mike and Sully are looking for her. I got to see them side by side to see if there's any sort of similarity. Yeah. She has the dark hair. Boo does. Mm-hmm. I definitely know that. Um, yeah, I don't know about that one. Have you ever heard, have you heard any theory that actually has panned out where, where someone has copped to it, where there is a, um, an unofficial connection between movies, no. plots? No, not really. It's almost always hearsay. Yeah, I just thought this was kind of fun. Yeah, I do like it, though. Yeah. Um, I've never heard of My Neighbor Totoro. You guys ever heard of that? Nope. It was about John Totoro? Yeah. And his neighbor? No. Okay. Uh, all right, then we won't go to this. Uh, how about Finding Nemo? Yes, I've heard of that. As I, want... <laughs> As I once heard a theory about the movie that really screwed me up. Basically, Nemo doesn't exist. Marlon was so distraught over the loss of his wife and kids that to cope, he imagined a single son survived. The creepiest part of this theory is that Nemo translates to no one. And Dora's so stupid, she goes along with it. In Latin. So that's a fan theory. Wow. So, So they're finding nothing is really. Yeah, maybe. All right, here's one about Winnie the Pooh. This person says, I read one... Pretty dark theory about this. Apparently, the characters are actually representations of mental disorders. Oh, jeez. An article diagnosed each of the central characters with a different psychological disorder. Pooh has ADHD, OCD, Mm -hmm. and other impulsive tendencies. Eeyore is clinically depressed. Piglet has generalized anxiety disorder. Owl is dyslexic. And Tigger has ADHD. Which one's the nymphomaniac? <laughs> Christopher Robin is schizophrenic, and the other characters are manifestations of his own imagination. Oh, my gosh. The different animals represent Christopher's own struggles as a child learning to function socially and interact with the outside world. Did you ever see the, on a different tangent here, the movie Silent House? I think that's what it's called. Uh-uh. It was remade with um, Olsen. Um, Elizabeth Olsen? Yeah. Is that the one that... Uh, it's one camera. It's one take? One, one take. I did see that. All right, so it's uh, I saw the original, and it's one take. Girls in the house, and the camera they, they never cut. And she's it's a horror movie, but she's figuring out what's going on. Elizabeth Olsen one, was in the remake. Elizabeth Olsen, yeah, one of the Marvel. twins. Yep, yeah, no, no, Marvel, Marvel. No. I'm trying to remember. Okay, right. And uh, so there there are some theories, but you haven't seen it. When you see it, I'll let you know what the theories are. But it's 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 pretty fascinating. Is uh. It's one take. It's yeah. one. The movie starts with her. It? It's, like it's about 88 minutes, 90 minutes. Damn. Yeah. Okay. All right. May have to watch that. Toy Story 2. Here's right. a fan theory. There's a theory that says Wheezy is a secret villain. After being neglected and forced to watch Andy play with the other toys due to his broken squeaker, he becomes jealous and deliberately puts himself in harm's way, knowing that Woody would try and rescue him and be sold in the process. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. No. I do know, and I've heard this theory, that it's a sequel to Toy Story 1. Oh, now yeah. that might be better. Because it's the same characters. It's animated. There's a lot that's similar. All right, here's another one for the movie Aladdin. I once heard a theory that this film is actually set in a desolate wasteland future after a catastrophic nuclear war <laughs> okay. rather than in the past. 
kind of like that. The post-apocalyptic theory comes from the genie's reference to Aladdin's fashion and how he's been trapped in his lamp for 10,000 years. That would date Aladdin to the year 10-3000 at the earliest. There's also genie's references to the 20th century. And while it's a bit of a stretch, the Sega Genesis Aladdin game from 1993 also features an unexploded atomic bomb and tattered stop sign. Well, that's it. Right there. That's your evidence. Uh-huh. Spot on. I do right. know I lost my virginity to that movie, so okay, maybe there's... Is that referenced in the movie? No. No, I just wanted to point that out. All right, how about this one? It says, uh, my sister is convinced that Syndrome, this is The Incredibles. Yes. Syndrome from the first movie is actually Jack-Jack, who traveled back in time to get revenge on his family after they rejected him, <laughs> and he loses his powers at some point. I think it's far-fetched. But she can't get past how similar they look. I think it's far fetched. That's dumb. No, that's not Come on, even people. Close. You're not even trying because they show they show a scene of Syndrome when he's a kid. Yes, chasing down yeah. after uh, Mister Incredible, and, and he looks much different. Yeah, that yeah. wouldn't. Uh, how did that theory make it past the Yeah, exactly. Hang on a second. Let me go to a uh, couple of calls here. I'm going to go to Damien. Hey, Damien. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, buddy? Yeah, there's a connection between the movie uh, Tarzan from Disney and Frozen. Uh, apparently, it was confirmed by the director that um, Elsa's parents, who die in the beginning of the movie, are also Tarzan's parents. And Tarzan is the sibling of um, of Elsa and Anna. Tarzan is like a, a a cousin of Elsa? No, brother. A brother? Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it shows uh, his parents in the movie Tarzan before they're killed off in the beginning. Apparently, when um, the part where the ship goes over and um, in Frozen. Apparently, they survived and made it to the island where uh, Tarzan is, and huh. had Tarzan. And something, it, I was reading something about that, but the director actually confirmed there was a connection between the two. Well, well, Tarzan, okay, so Tarzan is Elsa's brother, and that would explain why in the original script his name was Tesla. Okay. <laughs> uh, so so they, they, they actually survived the crash. They end up on an island or in Africa somewhere, I guess, or I don't know. And uh, they have Tarzan? Yes. Okay. <laughs> But didn't Tarzan, Tarzan was raised by gorillas. Gorillas. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's, it's what people speculated, and the director himself actually came out and confirmed okay. that. Okay, all right, interesting. All right. Were there any gorillas in Frozen? Uh, no, there was an Yeti? abominable snowman. Yeah. yeah, Yeti of sorts. Uh, hang on a second. Adam has a Batman fan theory, Steve. Let's hear this. Hi, Adam. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? What's up, buddy? Hey, so there's a theory going on that... The Joker is actually Batman's doctor, and he's trapped in Arkham Asylum. And all of the different villains are what he personified as his doctors. I've heard along th- those lines. I've heard theories like this. Yeah, that that uh, the villains that Batman faces are all aspects of his own psyche, and that yeah, these are this, yeah. that this is happening in his head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And he's in. Thanks, he's Adam. actually in the asylum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Batman Arkham. Arkham. All right. I have a couple of more here. Just uh, three more here. Uh, Peter Pan. Yes. Uh, this is, I believe most people already know it, but there's uh, that one theory about Peter Pan flying the spirits of dead children to Neverland. Oh, my God. In the theory, Neverland is actually heaven, and all the lost boys are ghosts who died as young boys and never had the chance to grow up. That's kind I of interesting. I see that. Yeah. You know, the, the, the one thing that's always been pointed out is Casper the Friendly Ghost is the story of a dead boy. Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah. It yeah, well, is. it is. It's yeah, it's what it is. The ghost, right? Casper's the story of a dead child. Who is the girl? Who is Casper's girlfriend? Casparini? No. Well, what was there the was girlfriend's name? I do remember. In fact, I used to get the comics when yeah. I was a little kid. I did, too. And they, he had his girlfriend. Casper the Friendly Ghost, and I don't know what... Uh, Amelia? 
Oh, really? Yeah. You get Casper and Amelia? Pearl. Destiny, Savannah, Mercedes? <laughs> Lexus? Dead stripper? Uh-huh. Dead stripper. <laughs> Poyle. Pearl? Pearl. Poyle. Oh, they announced, they pronounce it Poyle? Yeah. My name's Poyle. All right. Uh, here, This one says, uh, this is about the entire Harry Potter series. I'm sure there's loads of fan theories on, pa- on uh, Harry Potter. Uh, this says, one, one of my favorites, so pretty dark, is the theory that the entire plot was all the delusional fantasy of a neglected child who made up a story about wizards to make himself feel better about his current state. What? What state was he living in? I don't know. Well, that's just silly. That's just saying it was somebody's dream. Well, St. Elsewhere, you remember the the ending of St. Elsewhere turned out to be uh, a kid looking at a, a snow globe. Yeah. Uh, and who was, I guess, on the spectrum and had uh, had some issues, and the entire run of the series was reduced to just the thoughts I mean, of someone. If you want to get to, you want to go off on a tangent on it, I mean, it is a dream. It's the, the yeah. creation of an author. Exactly, that's she, what I was thinking. She made the whole thing up, and yeah. that's why I like the never-ending story. The never-ending story, and the the, the, the nothing. Yeah, it, it's it's all it's basically predicated on that element, exactly. which is imagination. By the way, and, and I, thought. Speaking of the, the never-ending story, I finally saw the rest of Stranger Things, and this is not a spoiler alert. I'm not yeah. giving anything away, but the little tribute they do it's to that great. It's great. Was I was <laughs> laughing, howling with laughter. There are so... <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I know. There are so many great references, and I think this, the third season of Stranger Things is, the, is very... Um, uh, is very Goonies and very... Has, has a lot of Spielbergian... I agree. Um, Celebrations, in yeah. It. They uh, there, there were a few different adventures going yeah. on that tied together eventually, right? Right, and uh, yeah, very, very, very Spielberg like. I, I love that, Steve. Uh, hang on a second. Owen has a theory about Owen! Marvel movies. Hey, Owen, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, man? So, one of the theories that I heard is that before Tom Holland was Spider Man. He actually appeared in Iron Man 2 because there's a scene where Iron Man flies down and saves a little kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, outside from, of the convention. In the, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. So they, people put it together around, like, the age and everything that that was Peter Parker. And that explains why he was so willing to join Iron Man when he came to him. And I believe it was Kevin Feige actually confirmed it. Well, it, so okay. where where that convention took place was at the site of the old uh, um, World's Fair in uh, in Queens. Yeah, so it could yeah. be him. It could be, yep. Yeah. Interesting. There's okay. A, there's a lot of fun uh, Easter eggs and, and uh, hidden stories throughout the Marvel Universe with all the Avengers stuff. Like uh, the, the kid, I mean, the, spoiler alert. Well, maybe I shouldn't say it. All right. There's one, there's an Easter egg I picked up on in, um, I was pretty proud of myself for seeing this, on in uh, uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, when she ends up in a blockbuster yeah, store, yes. she picks up a movie and is looking at it. And you can just, it's just out of focus a little bit. But I'm almost positive it's the movie Tough Turf, which was one of Robert Downey Jr.'s first okay. movies that he was in. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and it was extremely obscure. And right. it, he and James Spader were in it together. I, I remember Tough Turf. And, uh, and, and the girl... Like, I was so happy to see that. Who was the female lead in Tough Turf? She was the gal that ended up no. on Real Housewives with the really long hair. She was what also she was in, in Nanny and the Professor. She was the little girl. And I think it's the right stuff. Press. Escape to Witch Mountain. Yeah, but that's not. There's another one. Oh, there's another one. Okay. Or maybe I'm wrong. Wait, 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 wait. She well, picks nope. up a couple, doesn't she? 
Yeah, go back to that if you will. Massive Meaty Men, I Massive think Meaty Men was the first one. Yeah. Um, hang on, because we're watching the video here in the studio. The resolution's kind of crappy. You're just going to have to hang on a second because I'm not doing anything until I verify this or not because I thought it was tough yeah. turf and, of course, uh, I wear glasses and sometimes you can't quite, uh, you know, things are out of focus or maybe there's a spot. without his glasses. I'm just killing time until this uh, scene pops up here. Okay, hold on see without his glasses. Here it is. Uh, picks up the movie, looks around. Mm-hmm. What does that say? It says the right stuff. Okay, I was wrong about that. My theory's wrong. Damn it. Oh, man. I'm so sorry. A bad Easter egg. I bought it 100%. <laughs> Let me go on to some other fan theories real quick here. Uh, it's Amy that's on the line. Hi, Amy. Good morning. Oh, good morning. You guys rock. Thank, Thank you. you. What's up, Amy? Um, so I read a fan theory about um, kind of an extension of the Harry Potter world where both Miss Frizzle and uh, Mary Poppins were, um, you know, wizards. And they've gotten themselves in trouble because they've revealed magic to muggles. I would, I could see that. That to me resonates. That's yes. They would both work with the same sort of tools. Yep. They would both have the same sort of capabilities. It's the same location geographically. Did Uh, you say Miss Frizzle? Yes, Miss Frizzle from Magic School Bus. Yes. Oh, from Magic School Bus. Okay, I don't know who that was. All right. Hmm. I could see that. Yeah. Okay. In fact, I do like that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Amy. Would that fly for? Bedknobs and broomsticks as well? Yes. Maybe. And, and the, the theory with that is that the boy grew up to be John Wick. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he was the most merciless killer of all time. <laughs> Freaking boogeyman. Here's one that I hate. Um, <laughs> that Jar Jar Binks is actually a Sith Lord. And there, there's oh, a, and yes. I, somebody sent me that YouTube video, and I fell down that hole, and yeah. I just I got so angry. <laughs> about it because it just made me angry what that is is bedazzling a turd (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm gonna go to uh jay hi jay good morning hey good morning guys hey what's up bud? hey so the movie inception was actually based off of scrooge mcduck in one of the stories in the past (laughs) okay Uh, that is a fan theory (laughs) yeah oh yeah absolutely so in uncle scrooge i I had to look it up but uncle scrooge uh dream of a lifetime uh the beat Beasley Boys, Beagle Boys, actually dive into Scrooge's uh, dream to be able to get a com- to, to, to get the co- the safe combination uh, to to um, and in the move, in the Scrooge McDuck uh, series, he actually has uh, uh, a lot of similarities between Inception because they keep diving deeper and deeper into the subconscious. And Inception, the director, actually didn't <laughs> when posed with that question. Uh, had to avoid it, uh, answering that question because there was too many similarities between that. You talk about Christopher and Nolan. Mm. Yes, Christopher huh. Nolan, and uh, if you if you look it up, the uh, Scrooge McDuck, it's called uh, Dream of a Time, and you'll and you'll see it. And they actually right. have the the same... original title of the movie was yeah. in Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's not necessarily a fan theory more than a fan supposition or conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. that the story is actually stolen. Hmm. Interesting, Jay. Your right. signal was kind of right. breaking up a little bit, so we're going to let you go. I but... think that's Christopher Nolan tapping his phone. <laughs> Maybe it is. All right, hang on. Let's get somebody who has their own theory. I have Pete on the line. I think it's his own theory. Hey, Pete. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up, man? All right, so, yeah, this is something that I just came up with by myself. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Star-Lord. I was watching Parks and Rec one time, and when Andy and April get married, he says that he would fight everyone in the universe for her. <laughs> so my theory is that April and Andy in the future somehow 
somehow got separated, and Star-Lord is actually Andy Dwyer, and he's really looking for April. You know, that's that's sort of the kind of thing they just might do in Guardians of the Galaxy, to take him as his character in the office, uh-huh. or at least make a reference. Uh, if that's not, I like your theory. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, it, it, yeah, and that, yeah, that might be something for James Gunn to explore just as a nod to the uh, to the Parks and Rec uh, fans. Yeah. Because if you'd watched yeah. Parks and Rec from the beginning, Preston, um, Andy's the character of Andy is, is not like he's sort of a failed rocker. And a, he's an and, idiot. He's an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's as, you know, way overweight. And, uh, I mean, Chris Pratt now is very different than Chris Pratt at the beginning of Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, let's go to, uh, Luis. Hey, Luis, good morning. Hey, morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, man. So what's your theory? So I read a theory a couple years ago about Toy Story 1 and 2 where the little girl, uh, spoiler alert, the little girl who abandons Jesse in Toy Story 2 Mm -hmm. is actually Andy's mom in Toy Story 1. Uh, In Toy Story 1, Andy wears Jesse's hat. He's not wearing Woody's hat. He's wearing Jesse's hat. Really? And yeah. So it, it's believed <laughs> that the uh, the mother from from or the little girl from that abandoned huh. actually Andy's mom. I'd have know. to explore I like that. I don't think that's. I, well, I'd have to go back and look at that, Louise, because because uh, her hat um, had red with the, with the leather tassel like that cord it. going through it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then but but Woody's hat doesn't have anything on like that. Uh, I'd have to go back and see if he did did indeed have that hat in the first movie. Yep. All right, yep. thanks, man. Appreciate it, Louise. Awesome. Have a good All right, one, guys. See oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Andy, I got you. Andy, the kid is wearing his own adult size hat, and it happens to be the same style of hat that Jesse has on in the next movie. It's not the same hat that Woody has. Hmm. That's a mystery. That's a mystery. Ah, that's interesting. That's a mystery. Do you believe the fan theory that uh, Andy grows up to be Jack Ryan? Uh, so of course. Yeah, I it seems to be a no-brainer, right? All right, finally on this list of uh, fan theories, it says, of the Pixar, the, the Pixar theory is my absolute favorite. That says it connects. Now, it doesn't go into detail, though. It says it connects all of the Pixar movies together as though they're taking place in the same universe, just at different points in time. So that Cars and uh, was Wally is a Pixar, yes? Yeah. How, how, how do they run concurrently? That's a good question. Not really sure. I'd, right. have to, I'd have to see if there's more detail on that. Unless there there's a multiverse. I don't know. It's interesting, you know, because you take some of these movies are are so great. And these yeah. are kids' movies mainly that we're going over. But they, they, they have a special place in your heart that you... On on one level, you want there to be more to it. On on another level, you don't because they're so precious and so wonderful that they you don't want them to change in any way, shape, it's or form. Fun, but it's it's fun to think about what happened here mm-hmm. or what continued afterwards, or you know what I mean. And in some cases, things that were planned or that were connections end up becoming their own standalone projects, yeah. or uh, things get joined in a bizarre way. But a lot of times, there there are yeah. there are truthful connections that we're just not aware of or that yep. we become aware of later. Getting uh, back to Toy Story, one of the funnier things I, I heard was that, uh, you know, it was a good thing that, like, none of those toys died in the movie because then <laughs> all of those characters would have to watch Andy play with their dead friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 
Wait, I don't follow you. So if one of the toys actually died, so you right. know, they, then the, you, the kid still plays with the toy, but yeah. the, the toy is dead. He's just picking so up his corpse and playing playing with their corpse friend. How would they die, though? Yeah, I don't know. How does a toy die? The yeah. only time you would we thought they had a potential of dying was being incinerated. Right, right. yeah. Yeah, uh, in the third movie. Do, do, which begs the question, do toys die? Do toys die? It's mm, a good question. A question for another time. Yes. Because we're going to take a break. But I'm going to give away some Rita's Water Ice. I yeah. have a $25 gift card. We'll take caller number 7 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will take care of you right now. 215-263-WMMR, $25 gift card to Rita's. Make sure you try the Go Birds Italian Ice. It is so good. We'll be right back. Jackson broadcast live backstage. It's for the likes of Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and MM Barbecue. So true, Jackson. Once a year, he goes from backstage to the backyard. Enter now for Jackson to bring the party to your place Friday, August 30th. Enjoy your four hours of fame as Jackson broadcasts live. And he'll probably use your bathroom. Hadfield Meats fully supplies the grill. The MM Army stocks the fridge with cold brews and brings the music to prime your weekend. Go to WMMR.com and tell us why your backyard rocks. Include a photo so we know what we're getting into. Jackson's Backyard Broadcast. Presented by Hatfield Meats. Look for their bold new bacon packaging. Simply Hatfield. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, there's a couple of pieces of audio. Oh, by the way, we don't know where John Schneider is. Uh, so we're working on First that. Marissa, now oh, John. Sleep Coincidence? Wow. Maybe. I'm here, Preston. Uh, <laughs> we'll see if we can find him in a little bit. Um, but there were a couple of pieces of audio. Yes. Uh, there was one that involved. Well, let's do the uh, let's do the uh, the cast of 90210. Last night, BH90210, as it's called. New series, Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, it may not be over yet. No, it's not over yet. Um, So let's play on the way. All right, do you want to give it? Well, we can give sort of our critical review of it. Both Kathy and I watched it. You did? Yes. Yes. Okay, so once again, these are the actors playing themselves. Playing very versions of themselves. Okay, not and hybrid versions of the character. their characters. It's like part reality show, part acting. Right. Okay. So right. in it's it's my assessment was it wasn't enough of any of those. But it was interesting because you had them warts and all saying things about their lives that is true, making comments about Jenny Garth's multiple failed marriages, about Tori Spelling's uh, money, 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 money and money, money issues. Yeah. Uh, so they were completely candid about Jason Priestley's issues with getting into uh, fistfights. Right. He got uh, into fistfights? Well, yeah, he's, he's, he's clocked a few people, people who actually ended up deserving it, but... <clears throat> Brian yeah, Austin Green's money. Brian Austin Green's yeah, money and all this stuff. So it was. It was. Uh, okay. What did you think, Kathy? My assessment was: I can't believe it wasn't canceled before it was over. Ah, <laughs> wow! It was. I thought it was awful. And you made it all the way through. Uh, most of it. I mean, I, at the end, I turned it off because it was getting late for me. That's past my bedtime. But yeah. I, I did get sucked in in the beginning, and I stayed and watched the majority of it. I really. I don't know that I would go. I don't think. No, I won't go back for a second episode. I will watch. I will watch one more. 
uh, just to, just to check it You'll out, give and, it one more see shot. See what they do. Uh, I think, and I said this though to you earlier, Kathy, and I think we're on the same page with this. I almost would prefer that they had just yes. picked up where the characters like because the show actually starts off that way, Preston. You have what is it turns out it's a dream sequence, but they're at the Peach Pit. And uh, Tori Spelling and uh, um, and Brian Austin Green are a married couple, and uh, you know, and Jenny Garth and uh, uh, Jason Priestley own the Peach Pit, and so you figure it's a continuation of the story. And then Tori Spelling snaps too, and she's on a flight with Jenny Garth, traveling to a convention mm-hmm. for the reunion of the nine hundred two one zero cast. And you're right. It wasn't enough of any of it. Like, they had this panel, and they were all sitting on the panel answering questions, and that was when Jenny Garth's divorce came up and all that. But then she and Jason Priestley end up in bed together. Like, it just wasn't enough reality. It wasn't enough, you know, just a show where they're acting. I I 100% wish they just picked it up where they left off, and they did that type of show. Right. Well, we have the clip over now, and they did uh, mention uh, Luke Perry, right? That was yeah. They did it. They did it twice. They did it once earlier about not all being together for this convention, and then they did it again. And this is what we have: the second clip where they went a little bit more okay in depth. This symbolizes everything that we created together. And you and you. Thanks. And you and you and me and Shannon and Luke. Well, we're not all going to be here forever, but we made something that will be. To Luke. I love you guys. Okay. A little tender moment. What was that? I will say that Tori Spelling looks like she got kicked in the face by a goat. Oh, oh really? God, she, she, lo- she looks she bad looks in what way? Things have spread. Uh, <laughs> yes. she, has a, she has a professional boxer's nose. Okay. Um, she, she's come back. Listen, we all, it all, you know, the years do bad things to all of us. Sure. Um, to, but uh, one, I'll tell you one thing though. Like they, they, what I found interesting that brought me along is like they were saying things like, for example, Jason Priestley had done this movie Calendar Girl when he was on Beverly Hills nine hundred two and zero. Do you remember that movie? No. All right. So, but anyway. Tori Spelling says, you know, in the show, she says, you wouldn't have gotten that movie if my dad didn't throw you a bone, you know. And and, and so those are like things that probably were actual riffs and conversations mm-hmm. that that made it into this show, which I thought was kind of wild that they were that they all were t- letting and, all that out there. And that they would agree to that. That they would agree to that. But they didn't mention any of her plastic surgery. But no. My, because I was, tech, I was on a group text with a bunch of friends, and I said, <laughs> my question is, what did she think she was improving when she had this surgery because she looks way worse. She always, if you look at her, I saw her on an early, yeah, and Nick, you just got me TV, so now you can watch Love Boat. You're right. Uh, but uh, Tori Spelling is a little girl on that show. Um, but on 90210, she was one of the babes. I mean, they had her done up and she was, you know. She was that was, right? Yeah. Uh, I thought Jenny Garth looked really she good. She looked Jenny the best. Garth is always yeah. Good. Yeah, she's yeah. aged. I think the best out of all of them. And Shannon Doherty is not. She she appears vis a vis like that? a uh, like a, uh, a FaceTime thing while they're oh, at this she, convention. She wasn't even. In- she wasn't part no. of the collective was for so most weird. of the show. Yeah, and then and her little thing was that she was self promoting or promoting something for herself, and they were all kind of rolling their eyes at her. Right, which I guess is that is something yeah. that Real? she was supposedly doing. I never liked her, and so is she not in the show? I don't get it. What She's the supposed hell was to that? be. I, I, again, I'm stupid. I, I, like you had people who were all sort of like eager. You, you really, mm-hmm. you would have. We, we would have come along for yes. a lot of it. Just give us a little bit. 
But I think if if we as fans are going to be a lot more uh, accepting or having hard time grasping onto something, it's going to be hard for the audience in I general. Can, I can't believe that they got all of them together, uh, you know, and they weren't able to do something better than what they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, there's a uh, wait. We have uh, Nicholas Cage uh, singing "Purple Rain." Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. karaoke. Yeah, yeah. We, we got that over. That was from earlier this morning. We did the entertainment report, but I'm dying to hear this. So this is uh, Nicholas Cage in a karaoke bar. They actually videoed him doing it too. So it's him singing "Purple Rain." It's time we all reach out to something new. That means you too. You say you want a leader, but you can't even make up your mind. Same like Springsteen. Well, thank you, Ben Let me guide you. With you, the God. How does he overact on karaoke? I, right. You know? So he can't hit the notes. He does what a lot of people will do if they start singing a song and realize, oh, yeah, <laughs> I can't sing this. Then you kind of talk your <laughs> talk way through it. it. Yeah. yeah, because at that point you're you're committed. Yeah, um, or should be committed. And then that that really bad karaoke reverb on that thing. Those horrible karaoke re- reverb units. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know when you when you get an amp when you're you know younger, Preston, you buy one of those knockoff amps. You know that are like, oh, this one's only sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. They have reverb and uh-huh. play reverb at hall, and now it's like, oh, they're all terrible. It's a spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, then we have uh, Danny Trejo. So this is wild. Okay. Machete. Machete. Machete himself. Danny Trejo happened to be right near an intersection where an accident took place. A woman ran a uh, red light. The ca- uh, One of the cars involved flipped over and was upside down, and there was a special needs child trapped in the car, and Danny Trejo helped get the kid out and then kept the kid calm while they helped get the mother out. No kidding. This is Danny Trejo, like a shirtless Danny Trejo. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to do shirt with yeah. off. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, was yeah. his shirt off? His yeah. shirt was off, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. All right, what is this clip of? Is this this is him describing how he dealt with the with the kid. All right, here we go. Oh, my God. We just saw the picture of him talking to the reporter. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he doesn't have a shirt on. Here we go. He was panicked. And I said, okay, we have to use our superpowers. And so he screamed, superpowers. And we started, like, yelling superpowers. And, and uh, I said, do this, do the muscles. And he's, muscles. And, and, uh, and so we got kind of like a... A bond, I guess. He was okay, but but I just I, I kept facing him away from the accident. All right, that's Danny freaking Trejo. That's wild. Was yeah. It, did, did they indicate why he was where this happened? Is that his neighborhood, or was he? I, it had to. I he don't looked, know where that is. I mean, I not unless he was, um, you know, just wandering around with his shirt off. But it had to be near. Maybe no. They never explained exactly why he was at this intersection. With yeah. his shirt off. Right, what? It says here, uh, Treo said he uh, he tried calling in through the back window but couldn't get uh, the seatbelt unhooked. With the help of another bystander, Monica Jackson, they were able to free the child. The only thing that the, saved the little kid was his car seat, he said. Mm. Um, and three people were taken to the hospital. Their injuries were not life-threatening. Uh, Treo said, everything good that has happened to me has happened as a direct result of helping someone else. Everything. Oh, that's nice. Wasn't he a great interview when we he had him in the awesome. yes. uh, It was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that impressed you about Danny Trejo, because he is, well, many things, you always perceive people like that as larger than life, big, 
He's really like five, what, like five, six? He's five, a small guy. Yeah, yeah, small yeah, dude, five, but five, he, five, four, yeah. it doesn't matter. He's, you know, he did some hard time. He's wearing a hat that says Trejo's Tacos. Does he own a taco restaurant? Yeah, he, I'm he ta- I think he had that when he was here. I need to yeah, go there. I think he talked about that. Uh, that was a big thing for him. Yeah, so yeah, he does. Uh, I, I love that scene in, uh, in Anchorman when he's the bartender. And he goes, it's a different time. Women are they're doing things. And then... And then Will Ferrell goes, I'm sorry, I don't speak Spanish. Uh, <laughs> was that the second one? That's the first one. It is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot about that scene. I haven't seen that movie. He's at the bar. He goes, ah. Wow. By the way, speaking of tacos, I started making my own taco seasoning. I, I threw that out on Twitter. and uh, You don't play breaking news before I, I that? Oh, jeez. <laughs> my bad. Sorry. Break, break, breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> I love homemade tacos, but I was kind of getting bored of the uh, home, like the the packet seasoning. You had so enough, I, so I kind of tossed it out there, and, and uh, I got a couple of recipes. And I got to tell you, I, I made tacos last night. It's better. It is better. If it's you can, better. Right? It is better, man. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> um, no, I think it's, I think it tastes better when. Well, it should not come in a packet. Uh, I mean, it's essentially you know it tastes the same, but it's better. But it tastes exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, it's a similar taste. But it's better. It's not as like uh It's it's better. It's the same but better. No, shut up. I'm trying to figure it out. No. Now, is it better because you put in a little more effort to it and you made it yourself? I find that sometimes things taste better if you have created them from scratch. Do you want to know why? Why? The the special ingredient is love. Is yeah, love. It's yeah. love. Yeah. It's love. Okay. Love. Love. Um, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind just a moment because I was gonna. You? Well, yeah, if you don't mind, because um, we were talking about Danny Tre- Trejo being a hero, and I was gonna go into this story. There was a guy named Gilbert Cerna. I thought this was an interesting story of a heroic tale. Um, the Walmart in El Paso that was shot up. So this guy worked there. Yeah, he's an employee. He's being hailed as a hero. Uh, he said, uh, I was scared. I'm not going to lie, but I was uh, thinking about my own. I, I wasn't thinking about my own safety. I was thinking about everybody else's. Um, so apparently he says that in, in the back of the store, he was in the back of the store when he heard uh, over the radio code brown indicating an active shooter. Uh, and the loud bangs from the gunfire came next. And he said that he began leading a group of customers and employees out of the back while the store uh, of the store through a fire exit. Uh, he said they were scared. I was scared. We were all scared. And then he opened. What he did was he opened up these shipping containers and started hiding people in there. And he hid oh, about a hundred people in wow. shipping containers. Uh, and instead of staying with the group in the containers, uh, he then went around the side of the building toward the parking lot. He said there was a group of people there, including a girls' soccer team. That were out in the open, and he said, I told everyone to move over to Sam's Club and get protection because I guess that was, he, he didn't want people to go into Walmart because that's where the shooting was taking place. Um, and he told BuzzFeed that uh, someone in the parking lot described a tall white man in Walmart with an AK-47 shooting up the place. He said, that's when it registered me that this was a mass shooting. It's not a one-on-one confrontation. It's not somebody fighting over a parking spot or I bumped into you or something. It's going to be a mass shooting, a massacre. It's just amazing. Uh, but he, he managed to get people. I have no idea if that's part of their protocol or not, but he was just like. Code Brown. He started, yeah, but he started getting them into shipping containers. Mm. I thought that was pretty. Uh, that's a, that's pretty resourceful yeah, and, and very resourceful and, and uh, very brave. So, um, do you know what? Gilbert I, Cerna? Well, uh, obviously a, a hero. I I heard something, and they were, they were talking about different things about different different codes like that in situations. Sadly, we've had two uh, two situations where there's something like this makes it a conversation. Mm-hmm. But I've also uh, and they were relaying things about like at um, 
at bars when uh, when someone feels that they are being like a woman feels she's being um oh it's a special drink that you order yes to the bartender that's supposed to indicate that you feel uh, that you feel that you are in a, an unsafe situation. Yes, or and they are supposed to it is know a, that a particular drink, and I, it's widely known. If within, anybody knows, no. call that because I remember reading that months ago, Steve. Right, and but and I'm I, not out of my mind. Right, this is no. A, I think yeah. you're right. There was, and it might be per restaurant. I'm not sure or bar, but yeah. If, if you say there's there's something that you say to the bartender that indicates that you're uncomfortable with someone who's nearby that might be pre- an- predatory. Angel shot is apparently what you're supposed to say. And it's a drink that you can order, and um, it happened at a bar in uh, a restaurant in a bar in St. Petersburg, Florida. And they, I guess, they started this, and it sort of um, got legs as a result. And apparently, it's pretty widely known within the restaurant and bar industry. Um, and I don't know if that's something that you, you know, clear or, or, or check with the. Um, hmm. But you know, with the, uh, the 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 bar when you go in, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I I had never heard of that, and I thought that's a brilliant idea. That is a brilliant idea. Yeah, uh, different different code words, yeah, and things like that that let you know you're in a there's a situation. Yeah, or or anything, whether it be bad or uh, yeah. Kathy. Did you guys have a uh, your group of girls have anything that one would say that would indicate like it's time to leave or get this guy away from me or anything along those lines? Uh, or were you just more uh, more abrupt about it? This guy's a douchebag. Yeah. Get away from me. Uh, yeah, like I think we were able We've to We've got a dickhead here. Yeah. I mean, we never went anywhere by ourselves. You know, we were always pretty good with that. Um, so, you know, there was always somebody there. But I used to have like a, a my friend in college was the bartender at the bar that, at the Rat where we, we would always go. And whenever I would need a drink, she'd go over to a guy and say, you should probably buy her a drink. And then she'd hit, come over with my drink and then charge the guy. The guy should have had code words to deal with them, Preston. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. She, we used to do it all the time. Like, I'd be like, I don't buy have, her a drink. I don't have any money tonight. And she'd be like, oh yeah, no problem. We had a, a code phrase <laughs> in our in our family um, for in case of an emergency. So like, if, if my parents couldn't make it to a certain certain place and, and strangers had to come and pick us up, we had a phrase, oh, yeah. phrase. That, that my mom said uh, would tell this person and then yes. if that person told it to us, we know that it would be okay to yeah. drive so in the car with them. We're having and, possum and, for dinner? What no, was it? We're having liver for dinner. Liver for dinner. Yeah, because my mom hates oh. liver and we never <laughs> had liver for dinner and so yeah. that, that was the code phrase. If the stranger said, we're having liver for dinner, then we knew it was okay to get, get it that, in the car. That stuff works. Yeah. And having those kind of phrases, you know, that's an element... Uh, um, uh, uh, unbeknownst to you, though, that that Tuesday, your mom had some extraordinary liver. Right. Oh my God, I do love it. Yeah. We we <laughs> tried to do that, but we would always forget what it was we came up with, so <laughs> it never worked. <laughs> and then we were going to have, yeah, like, I got in the car, and then, then we were supposed <laughs> to have like a you know like a bug out plan that if there's an if there's something you know. Catastrophic that happens. We're all going to meet here. Yeah, you, yeah. you remember having that? And would you forget we ne- it? We oh, never I don't remember that. where the hell we talked about meeting. I have no I'm idea. I'm here at the Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, what? your, what's your favorite hole in the golf course? <laughs> yeah, exactly. you should, just do it there. Uh, let me go to Patrick, a bartender, about the angel drink or angel shot. Hi, Patrick. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Hey, thanks, ah! man. So, uh, what's up? You've uh, you've had this happen before. Yeah, so just from being in the industry, um, I've, I've heard of this before, and uh, I work in New Hope, a place called the Salt House, and uh, I bartend there. And um, there's this creepy guy in town. He's a he's a townie, and um, everyone knows him as a total creep. And uh, a girl ordered an angel drink who was with me, um, 
from the guy, you know, from to, to me, you know, letting me know that she feels really uncomfortable with this guy. Wow. So you knew it so, and you were able to defuse the situation or, or get him out of there? Yeah, essentially, I just went over to the table, um, you know, because I know who the guy is. So I gave him a good stare down. I just said, hey, you know, what's going on here? Is everything OK? Um, and then I asked the girl to come with me. Uh, I said, hey, can I talk to you outside? So I brought her outside. And I said, listen, call an Uber. I'll keep the guy here. I'll keep the tab open until you get the hell out of here. So, um, wow. Okay. That was very cool of you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it's called though. It's, it's an angel drink. An okay. Angel and, drink. and it's well known within the industry. I don't know like if it's completely well known, but, um, I mean, it's known enough that I know about it. So, uh, I think it's, uh, it, it's fairly common knowledge. But, well, okay. all right. It might even be worth it just to, Thanks, if man. you, if you're, if you're going to a bar, you've had situations or whatever to just let the, let the bartender know you're going to order a particular drink if you feel you're, I mean, I know that's kind of, kind of a little overprotective, but I mean, also, at a certain point, if something becomes very well known, you might as well just say, I'm ordering an angel shop because I think you're a creep. Yeah, 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 if they yeah. know about it. Right, right, right. Yeah. By the way, you mentioned at a bar in uh, in New Hope. Yeah. I don't know if this is a big secret or not, but did you guys know that the uh, <clears throat> the Stanley Cup is going to be in New Hope today? What? Is that right? What? Yes, I've had actually uh, several people that have contacted to let me know about that. And I'm, uh, what bar is it going to? Um... Or should I say or not? You yeah, know? why not? It's going to be at the at um, uh, Triumph Triumph Brewery. It's the closest we're ever going to get to winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it's uh, Craig Berube lives in that hey, area, so he's going to be there, and he's got the day uh, with the cup. Yeah. And it's going to be uh, in New Hope today. So I don't know all the specifics, but uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. We were trying to get him in, and the timing didn't work out. But uh, hopefully, it'll happen at some point. Is he in a car with John Schneider? Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, you know there was a, there was another John in the green room, but it was Debella. Oh, oh well. We don't know what happened to John Schneider. Uh, 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 it, it says, uh, do we know what this is about here on the call screener? They're using our phone line. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Well, anyhow, Casey <laughs> says we got to wrap it up. We good to go? All right. We got to take uh, a break in a moment. We do, however, have Jerry O'Connell who's going to be joining us, and he's pretty awesome. Uh, so we'll talk to him in a few. But here's something I want to give away our passes for. I'm going to give away the last of the passes for this because it is tonight. Avengers at the Franklin Institute, hosted by Casey Boy tonight. Not only that, but a happy hour. So it starts at 6 o'clock. If you can go, and you're old enough to be in happy hour, we'll take callers 15, 16, and 17. Wow. At 215-263-WMMR. Now at 6 o'clock on the roof deck, there's a complimentary half hour, and then you get to explore the Marvel Universe of Superheroes exhibit. And you'll also get a free digital download of the movie for you and your guests. 215-263-WMMR, 15, 16, 17, we're going to set you up. Uh, don't forget that it is available now digitally and will be available starting August 13th on Blu-ray. Coming back in a moment. Stay with us. Attention campers. With so many rock shows coming to BB&T Pavilion in August, MMR figures we'll just pitch our tent and stay the whole month. Nine Killer Rock Concerts creates the opportunity for MMR's first rock residency. Breaking Benjamin. Santana. Alice Cooper and Hailstorm. MMR's got complete concert coverage and lots of chances to win your way in. For a complete rundown on MMR's Rock Residency in August and a chance at exclusive prizes and backstage experiences, check WMMR.com.
Alrighty. We're going to get into the bizarre file. Here it goes. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, this morning, Bizarre Files brought to you by the Mann Center for the Performing Arts, Greece, with orchestra at the Mann, August 15th. Experience the unforgettable rock and roll film that defined generations live with orchestra for the first time. Summer Lovin' never sounded better. Well, when a wedding's good, it's really good, magically even, and when a wedding goes wrong, however, it can be messy and traumatic for everyone involved, but... You'd be hard-pressed to top this wedding disaster story, which got just about as messy as it can get. The culprit? Well, the bride had been drinking healthy so-called detox shakes to banish last-minute bloating, and they'd wreaked havoc on her digestive system in, uh, and on her actual big day. The horror story was recounted on Reddit by the wedding planner who had assisted both the bride in the run-up and on the day. As some background, she explained that this couple had opted for a rural kind of shabby chic aesthetic in a historic barn which necessitated having portable toilets oh, the bride had to be honest she said been quite a bridezilla but it's my job to deal with those things at this point the ceremony had ended cocktail hours shutting down professional photos were taken we were prepping the tr- to transition to the entrance of the bridal party which would be followed immediately by the first dance and cake cutting during this the dinner would be staged so every aspect was uh being uh f- Aspect was being fairly, it says. Oh, the aspect was... All right, whatever. Yeah. A few moments later, my headset beeped on, and my assistant said, we have an issue. Turns out that the bride oh. had gambled on a fart and lost oh. in a big way. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? She said, perhaps things might have been different if not for the style of wedding dress the bride had gone for. It was a huge ball gown with hoops and slips underneath, oh my while the corset was, bone, was a boned bodice. Uh, and there was no way that they could get her to the bathroom in time. The wedding planner revealed, so she told everyone to expect a delay for 15 minutes. And then her assistant beeped her again. The previous issue, she said, is more than we anticipated. I ran over to find the assistant looking horrified. What a nightmare. Uh, so apparently the shakes that the bride had been using had mixed poorly with the cocktails from earlier, and she had eaten a fairly decent breakfast. The sub- substance that had come out of her body was a result uh, that defied explanation. It was slimy, oily even, she said, with stringy bits and the consistency of hair gel. <laughs> That's and, beyond terrific. And it gets worse oh. because she had a profound accident. Uh, and she said that the smell was something that uh, nobody should admit. Uh, and the thing was that it was set over, that set it over the edge that the... Sha- the the shaper the bride wore was a latex deal that came down over the thighs and up to her bra. Waterproof. The poop had sort of filled it like a water balloon of horror. Oh and is my it, God. So it's something borrowed, something blew out your ass. <laughs> my assistant had opened up the snap crotch and just released the evil trickling down the bride's thighs. Oh, my Holy God. Hell. My assistant sealed it back up, and she and the bride vainly tried to wipe it dry with toilet paper. Unsupport- I want a divorce. Uh, the assistant was in complete shock. The bride was crying, and she didn't smell great. <laughs> No kidding. However, chief concern was keeping the guests waiting and everything running accord to schedule. The show must go on is the motto. This is the most terrific thing I've ever heard. Uh-huh. And a uh, so anyhow, uh, as the groom spun his bride around, because she went back in, by oh. the way, and as the groom spun his bride around, hand on her waist, he is squishing it up 
the insides to the waist trainer and up and out the back of the waistband. <laughs> There'd be no way to continue with this. You... She said, our horror as we watched the oily stain spread across the mid-back of the gown, and we were still cringing from this groom uh, as he set his hand firmly in the middle of the stain. Oh, wow. my goodness. Eventually, they were able to get a hold of the bride, cut her out of the dress, which cost the equivalent of $15,000, she said, and sponge her down the best they could. How horrible is that? There's just, there's no way back from that. I know. You just get a divorce and, and just call it even. Yeah. <laughs> call it a day. All right, and then we have time for just one more story. I'm sorry about this, but, you know, that's a pretty good one. Uh, finally, a Manchester, New Hampshire woman called police Monday night to report that her neighbor had assaulted her, but when officers investigated, they found a tube of vampire blood, usually used for Halloween costumes. I have had many of them in my life. So now Christy Benoit is facing charges of giving police false report and falsifying physical evidence. She's scheduled to appear in court. Police were called, and they spoke with her. Uh, she had said her neighbor had broken down her door, punched and scratched her. Police said Benoit had black eyes plus scratches on her arm and leg. Her shirt had red stains on it. She told officers that the assault had caused the black eyes and also the nose to bleed. In the home, though, officers found what they initially thought was blood in the kitchen, living room, and bathroom, plus a coffee table out of place and a broken plate. But after looking uh, the, at the red fluid on a paper towel and on the floor, peep, the police figured out that it wasn't blood. They also found the tube of vampire blood and determined that her eyes had makeup around them to look like bruises. Oh, my God. She <laughs> was uh, subsequently arrested for the whole ordeal. And unfortunately, we got to cut it short. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. We'll take a quick break. Come back in a second. Jerry O'Connell is going to be on yes. in just a moment or two. And uh, trash music news, all that stuff is on the way, too. And a cool announcement about one of our very own. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, a little bit after 10 o'clock, and uh, we're getting right back into things. I think we've already, uh, we already did our last traffic, so we're good on that. Yeah. And good news is, ladies and gentlemen, we found John Schneider. Oh, my God. We found him. <laughs> we've been looking for three things today. We found two of them. <laughs> yeah, we, we were looking for yeah. our associate producer, Marissa. We found her. What was the other thing? Cecily Tynan's dog. Cecily Tynan's dog, which we're still Tynan's looking dog, for. Yeah. But, but we found John Schneider. Yeah. Good morning, my John. Oh, gosh. Hey, how are you? Good. Nice to you? see you. You know, I'm a victim <laughs> I'm a victim of the walking app on my GPS. <laughs> oh. Do I love to walk. Well, I was... I was lost. Okay. I was, and it said I was like right here. And you know what? It was so interesting about the, the time we live in now. I was across the street <laughs> at, at one, how do you say it? One, one bala. bala. One Bala. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I said to like four people, where is, no, that's two. Yeah. Yeah. You were yeah, in the yeah, park. Where's two? One bala. That's yeah. two. So yeah. I was at two. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and it says big, two, yeah. Bala Plaza. And uh-huh. I said, where is one? Uh-huh. Nobody knew. Nobody knows. I know. No, but, and the, and, and, it's uh, so weird. I was across the street. So I was I was here in, in spirit. So, so you're, you're by sex. <laughs> but were you using a, an, an app where you were trying to, to follow along on a map at all? Yeah. Because, okay. Cause I, Walking. I, sometimes I'll use the, the Google map 
app and I'll put on walking. Yes. And then it won't go you in go the in direction it that is, you're walking That's exactly in. it. It yes. told me it I told me you were in the third down. parking space from Saks right. over there. That's where I'm okay. supposed to be it right now. It is erroneous. They really need to, need uh, to brush it. those up. Uh, the Google one, and Google is probably the preeminent map for yeah. that, but the walking app uh, it, so will, it will get you within, yeah, yeah. yeah. So John, I found that. But it knows what lane you're in. <laughs> I know. John calls me because yeah, he's so. lost, and I'm looking out our window in the, in the production studio, and John says, I'm wearing a gray shirt, and I'm waving. And I see him. So, and you like, say you're in the building that's under construction. There's a building right across the street. Yeah, It's also, also under construction. construction. Yeah. So I'm going over there. I'm talking to the guy on the on the condor going, dude, where's the radio station? I think man, I know I that guy. Know, man. I don't know. I'm, glad, I'm so glad I think it's it. like everywhere. It's in my head. Oh, man. So anyway, it's great to be here. It's uh, great to have you. We're very excited. We, we, we just actually, I just consigned this to not going to happen. And then here you are. So we're very happy. Well, John's going to be performing wow. at the Sellersville Theater tonight at uh, 8 o'clock, so just to give a heads yeah. up as to why, he, why you're in town. That's why I'm you know. in town. Yeah. And uh, and I've been doing this a long time. I've been doing this since uh, before Dukes. Right. So really, I'm a, I'm a guy with a guitar. I was that long-haired guy in high school in the <laughs> 70s with a guitar in my back. I so, never, I never know, I was thought that. that. Guy. I, n- I, always thought, I always thought that, the, that the, the country stuff and the music sort of came after Dukes and then doing a little reading on you. That's always been your thing. It's always been my thing. Yeah. Uh, I was the tip jar guy, right? <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've loved music. I've played music for my, my whole life. My dad played in a square dance band. So, you know, and I grew up in the 60s. So I grew up when, uh, when the birds, I'm looking at the birds. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The birds were rocking it and the stones were, of course, they're still around. It's amazing. How, how'd you get that love of, uh, uh, how did country become a thing when you were, so you were in New York, you moved to well, Atlanta. Well, New York, but, you know, New York is a dairy farm country, really. When yeah. you get out of the city, so, it's true. Yeah, yeah. My dad was a big country music fan. My mother was a big country music fan. So Were you Mount uh, Kisco, Mount Kisco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm more. I'm more like Blood, Sweat, and Tears. All right. Okay. I love Blood, Sweat, yeah. and Tears. I'm, yeah. I'm more that guy. And the Allman Brothers and Southern Rock and and that kind of that All kind right. of stuff. It's but you know, Gordon Lightfoot was was pretty new in the '60s. Yeah. So uh, you know, I I grew up with a, a great love for really wonderful lyrics. And then Dukes came around, which was terrific. I love the Dukes of Hazard. But uh, it was so funny after that. Everybody said, oh, wow, so now you're going to sing. And I'm thinking, no, so now I'm going to act. I, rem- I remember thinking, <laughs> I, I, Preston, you probably had the same thing. Like, this is a guy trying to sing. Now. You know, well, yeah, the same thing was with Rick Springfield yeah, and a yeah. few other people who are legitimately talented right, musicians. Right, 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 yeah. And got into, uh, you know, creatively heading towards a music career. But, you know, the, some of these cross over a little bit. And, yeah, I can act. Sure, I'll try it and go out. And next thing you know, they start to... Have a career there, and then you want to go back to what your real love is. Right, and, and then it's, nobody, it's not that they won't let you, but it's like. You're pigeonholed. They don't want, they don't want to, yeah, they don't want football players to be able to play tennis. Right, right, right. Right, so or that was, certainly crochet. Rosie Greer did. Exactly, Rosie Greer. So, yeah, to, to that point, it's got to suck, but it's also it's a blessing and a curse. You're, you're 17, right, when you audition for Dukes? Yeah, 18. 18, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. And you, you get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. and you're, I you're, get it. And then the show is uh, is a monster, yeah. a monster hit. And uh, you know what's interesting though now is I'm on a show that uh, when now I get recognized from the haves and had nots. Yes, uh, which is the Tyler yeah. Perry show. It's on the Oprah Winfrey Network, number one on Tuesday nights for six years in a row. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. But even the haves and have nots fans will go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love the Dukes of Hazard. 
Well, me, I'm a Smallville fan, too. Oh, fantastic. So I'm a you Lex Luthor, you. <laughs> yes, I've cultivated the look, yeah. But you, there are many things that I've, I've always... I remember initially, I was like... I enjoyed the show, the Dukes, and I was, but I also had those things where, like, ah, oh, this guy is, you know, it's a natural reaction to a guy who's impossibly good looking and talented. So I'm like, I'm just like, <laughs> jealous in the parking lot. <laughs> so, so uh, but, but then, then I'm like, I really like this guy. And, and, and then it was actually, I think it was when Smallville kicked in when I, you were just such, had such a good paternal quality to you. And, and oh, I, thank I guess you. this guy can really act. He's good. I see it up on your screen right there. There right you there. go. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, no, it's interesting. Yes. Uh, I was going to say, now, Tom Wopat, who we had in the studio here as well, he sings. He does Broadway or, you know, stage musicals and things like that. Did the two of you on the set of Dukes, did you try a music thing together, harmonizing, singing, trying oh, to get we would, going? Oh, we would sing in the car Just the for fun, yeah, but, just for but fun. you never really... A lot uh, of credence, and, a lot. Yeah we, yeah, we would just sing harmony from, uh, you know, hee-haw. Okay. Your hee-haw. voice is so... When did that voice kick in? Because you've got a very resonant voice. I did, thank you. I, I did a, uh, a record called Small One when I was 15. 15? And I played, like, a guy that sounded like I sound right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I did Fiddler on the Roof at 14... 13 and 14 years old. Uh, so and you it, sounded like this? Well, I sound a little deeper in the morning now than I did, but pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I was like, wow. 40 dollars, give me 40. Who's going to give me 40? At 15 years old. Um, you know, but the acting thing I find, you know, you, you know Mount Kisco. So Westchester yeah, yeah. County, when you watch any of the cop shows and, and the kids have gone wrong because they're too rich, <laughs> they say, well, they're from Westchester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where I'm from. So when you're from Westchester and the first thing you play is a, is a hillbilly, mm-hmm. then you're a hillbilly. But if you're from, you know, two two shoes and a and a, and a bowling ball, Kentucky, <laughs> and you play you play a New York cop, you're an actor, right? Yeah, what no, the hell? Right, uh, you no, know, right. there is a reverse sort of thing. But I, I and they think... so people still say, well, but you weren't acting. That was just. I said, dude, I'm I'm about as southern as a slice of you know a really good slice of original raised pizza. <laughs> Uh, what, the, what are you talking about? I always thought that, though. It's, it's funny, the perception. Because I'm so damn good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true, though. And, and, and Kathy, you've got to stop. You've got to just stop taking over all the conversation here. <laughs> She's our stenographer, by the way. In a court of law, she'll make sure this all holds up. So. Oh, terrific. Uh, bring it back I had to, to mention court. You started. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, right. listen, you're all good now, right? You brought good. it up. No, yeah. it's yeah. still going on. It's longer it? than the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> I know it, you it decided you, you wanted to take uh, time uh, behind bars as opposed to paying whatever fine you were supposed to pay. If Absolutely. If correctly. Boy, yeah. you should have seen the look on his face. <laughs> yeah? The I judge? Mean, you mean, yeah. When I yeah. said, Your Honor, I'd, can I go to, I can't, I can't go when you want me to go. Can I go now? Yeah. yeah. What? Now. <laughs> When you say now, what do you mean? I said, I mean now, now. Like when you say we're done today, can I go to jail? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Bailiff, is that, uh, can we we make that? And this is a guy that that a month before was saying, I will track you down and find you and send you to jail. Right. And he doesn't even know how to send somebody to jail. (laughs) This is an appointed judge. This is a friend of a friend who is now, you know, out there. Changing people's lives one sentence at a time. Yeah, uh, and when it's all over, if 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 I have 
Uh, we're doing a, a Christmas movie this year. Okay. If it Hallmark? Is, I think it is. No, no. It's, okay. We own it ourselves. Okay. It's about the flag on the car and the whole thing. So, okay. you know, we've got to distribute it ourselves. Right. Oh, okay. So we could sell a, a bunch of copies of it. If we do and I have an extra rattle in my pocket, I'm going to throw it at a lawyer in California <laughs> and I'm going to try to get this guy disbarred. Wow. Really? Yes. He was absolutely after me for some reason and I don't know why. So well, to explain the, 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 the deal, it was, it, was, it was an acrimonious divorce, correct? And you were you're you're being asked to to uh, to pony up what was I was being I was being told ordered to pony up what was an absurd amount of money right and, and you uh, had no recourse right and yeah. I had except I had proof that I had uh, lost that was 2016 right we had, we had the hundred year flood followed shortly by this by the thousand year flood and destroyed and your Louis production destroyed everything yeah. twice right so in between. We rebuilt because that was never going to happen again. So right. it was terrible. I, I owe so much money on trying to recover from 2016. Right. So I had, they're called tax returns. Uh-huh. And apparently the judge had not seen them before. <laughs> so I had tax returns that showed beyond the shadow of a doubt that I lost $350,000 in 2016. Right. And because the woman that filed the tax returns did not actually, you know, put the receipts together herself, and nobody does, right? Yeah. So the her her lawyer said, "Did you, did you, uh, you filed the tax returns? Yes. And they, and they, what do they show? They show Mr. Schneider lost three hundred fifty thousand dollars. What did? Let me ask one more question. Did you put the receipts together? No, I did not. It's hearsay, Your Honor. She has no way to authenticate those receipts. Mm-hmm. This is what he said. This is why I'm going after him. Yeah. You know, counselor, people lie on their taxes all the time. Sustained. Wow. So I went from being a guy who lost $350,000 in a year and had nothing, certainly no ability to pay $19,000 a month in temporary spousal support, hello, (laughs) to a guy who had millions of dollars and just didn't want to pay. Yeah. 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 And that's why why I went to jail, because that's contempt. If you can and, and don't. That's contempt. I thought I proved, and I still believe that I proved because I know I was there. I couldn't do it. It's a nightmarish thing to be. It's got to be also a soul-sucking thing to go through. Because I saw a picture of you. You were standing, I figure a reporter maybe from Extra or something, standing by the property that had been leveled like twice from oh, the yeah, storms. Oh, yeah, terrible. Yeah. And, and they didn't care. That's the thing. It wasn't like, well, you know, Mr. Schneider, you've been through hell. We're not going to drag you through anymore. But I tell you what, some great music came out of it. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. You know, All they right. say you can't sing the blues until you've lived them. Right. Well, I've got one song that starts out, well, her lawyers got to me, so I got gone. There's the flood right there. Got tired of that road I was traveling on. Between the judge and the jail and my future ex-wife, Lord, it's a wonder I'm still alive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's good. I'm I'm glad on a on one of those odd, you know, actors can turn chicken crap into chicken salad thing. Uh, so I'm delighted on, in that regard because now I, you know, I have a I is have that a, a phrase? Ch- chicken essence? Yeah. Uh, let me ask you: Have you always been? Because every time I've ever seen you interviewed throughout your entire career. You've always been very candid and very self-effacing. Is that is, is that is that something that you've always? I mean, is that is that your way, or you just? It's, I, I, it must yeah, be. It must be. You know? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> no. Yes, that is. I, yeah. I, you know, I think uh, I think if you're if you're awarded with celebrity of any kind, that you need to be a real person. Yeah. And you need to be whoever it is that. You, uh, when people have problems when they've created something that become a celebrity, mm-hmm. 
And then they have to, it's kind of like a lie. You have to, uh, you have to keep telling a lie over and over again, and which means it's harder to remember well, as you get older what in the hell you've been lying about. Not, not, not like, like, so like, I just tell the truth. Like Hugh Grant. I always, I always point to Hugh Grant. And not, not that you were caught in the car with a hooker, but, uh, but. No, 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 I locked the door. <laughs> <laughs> but here's a guy who had a story that could have been a career killer and just met it head on. And just, oh, yep. Well, and, yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and that, and I've seen so many people who seem to know how to take a situation and diffuse it. And so many people who don't and end up just confounding the issue that much more. Well, the way to diffuse any issue is just to tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then what are you going to say to that? Yeah. How can you possibly have a problem with that? Right. Although in court, that's, I was the same guy in court. And it, it bit you in the ass. Well, you know, it's, it's, it, it, for a short amount of time, it, it is going to bite him in the ass. Okay. And it's bit her in the ass. Because there isn't anything, and I, and I got a great quote out of it. You cannot, and because he said, "Well, you know, counsel, you can't get blood from a turnip." That's what he said to her, and I said, "You know, that's true, but you can't apparently throw a turnip in jail for not bleeding." <laughs> <laughs> if I may geek out for a second, yes, I, I follow you on Instagram, and uh, I posted a video of Tiger winning the Masters back in April, and for whatever reason, you saw it and you liked it, and um, it, it all of a sudden. Uh, John Schneider is liking one of my Instagram posts. And I grew up a fan just like Casey did and like we all did. And and it was just sort of a surreal moment. And I know you're a man and a musician and an actor and, and everything that you are. But you're also a celebrity. You also carry a bit of fame around with you. And so the, it's sort of transcendent. In the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. And you get, but you're also the guy that gets lost in the parking lot on the, yeah. on, on the radio, radio station interview. But um, uh, since then, I've really uh, admired how you interact with your fans and, and following you uh, and seeing your not only your music career, but also just the way you've embraced the history with the, with the Duke boys and, and all of the conventions that happen and all the things with the General Lee. It's really cool. And so from a fan's perspective, it's neat to see somebody embrace who they are and not shy away from it. Well, thank you. I mean, like Popeye, I am what I am. Yeah. So uh, I love Dukes. Excuse me. Um, I love the the whole notion of it. We did this movie, Christmas Cars. Uh, there's an event happening this weekend in Virginia that I'm not at because there's a bit of a rift now between uh, Ben. Oh, oh the ben congressman. And I. The congressman. The yeah. once the once congressman. Yeah. Cooter? Played Cooter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and well, I'm, so you didn't really bring that up, but I'm going to bring it up because I'm <laughs> self-effacing, and, and uh, I want to because uh, people are and saying, hey, "How come you're not out there?" Well, yeah. number one, I wasn't invited. Yeah, okay. And number two, uh, there was an event. Uh, people approached me about doing uh, ten shows with my new record. Yeah, uh, with the Odyssey, and they said, "Oh, we're going to have you. We we love your music. We want you out there." And so that was the worm on the hook. I bit, and then they said. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we brought Tom out? And it was like, well, you know, yeah, but that's that's kind of creeping into a different thing, right? You know, you just you just rub my back saying you love my music, and right. it's, and then so I said, well, okay, because we do music together, and I yeah. loved it, I love Tom. And then all of a sudden, the ads came out. And it was the Dukes of Hazard reunion. Oh yeah. man, yeah. And then it was sold to you the wrong way. It was, yeah. and it was Tom and I. And then the the uh, the visual ad, the the commercial came out, <laughs> and they took the flag off the car. Okay. And I said on my my candid thing, I said, guys, look, you know, it's not about the flag; it's about the General Lee at this right. point. And I've got fans for forty years on this show, forty years. 
And if I do something that where you don't have the balls to keep the flag on the car, yeah. if I do that, then they're going to turn on me. And I'm going to turn on me because that's not right. So no balls, no bow. Right. right yeah. <laughs> I like that. And, <laughs> and, and so I bowed out of it. Okay. Tom did it, and the very next thing, you know, and, and you know, God bless Ben Jones, but you know, there's a there's a there's a little Hugh Grant in the back seat here, right? And and uh, so he went and he did it, and he tried to make and and he brought a whole bunch. He tried to save the day, and he tried yeah. to make it look like I was wrong. That no, of course the flag's on the car. No, I saw the commercials. I have the commercials. They took the flag off the car. So I, I I have a problem with with him going in and supporting that group, right? Uh, while now, if he said, you know, I understand, John, but you know, a buck is a buck, and we got to do it. I'd say go with God, absolutely. Yeah, but don't make don't try to make me look like the bad guy, like you're coming in and saving the day, and I'm right, wrong right. because I'm not. Right. Tell me they brought in Coy and Vance, and I will uh, absolutely flip my lid. Well, Coy was there. Vance, no. Vance has passed. No, I didn't Coy, know that. Coy, actually, Coy, funny story about Coy. Quick, you guys are looking at your watches. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. Coy, Coy is Byron Cherry, and Byron and I, uh, I'm from New York, but I, my mom worked for IBM. So I, I spent my three high school years in uh, Atlanta. And Byron Cherry and I would go out and audition for the same thing all the time. Oh, no kidding. And occasionally we did commercials together. We were great friends. So before Dukes happened... Byron Cherry and John Schneider were best friends. And when Tom and I didn't come back, we never walked off. We didn't come back. There is a difference. Was that over, uh, mer- was that over merchandising? Yeah, it was over merchandising. Okay. It was over accounting. So you, everything you, you, is always right. over accounting. <laughs> and, and, the, and studio accounting is miraculous in its magical way. Well, and this was, this was like shoeboxes and pieces of paper. This was right. before spreadsheets. Or, well, before Excel. Before, right. It was 1978. Well, 1979. 80, 81. And you guys were all over the place and you weren't getting, you weren't, you felt you weren't we getting a, were a not, chunk of the change. Well, we were supposed to get a split 6%. Yeah. Of, yeah. And they grossed $230 million according <laughs> to them. Christ. And, you know, we made like 60 grand. Yeah. And uh, so anyway. Uh, so Coy and Vance, they, they, so, they, re- they so, replace you. Well, they did. But, but Byron, as soon as we didn't come back and it looked like they were going to do the show without us, yeah. I said to the casting folks and to my friends, they were friends at Warner Brothers, I said, hey, there's a guy in Atlanta named Byron Cherry. You know, If you want to replace me with somebody who will be fairly indetectable, go <laughs> find Byron Cherry. <laughs> and he had already auditioned for them. And then they did this big show about thousands of people, yeah. you know, auditioning for Dukes and all this kind of stuff. And who did they wind up hiring? Byron Cherry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's the one who I, one of them ended up in the movie Liar Liar? Isn't he the um, the, the 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 guy with the philandering? Uh, I don't oh. know. Was that? The, I'm the not dark... sure because the other one, Christopher Mayer, passed away. Okay. Really, really early. I don't know that Byron was in that. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I cannot. Either confirm, confirm or deny her. that, Your Honor. So, in that case, though, you you you, you had character. Get off actors. her, Your Honor. Great character. Your actors. Honor, get off her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Denver Pyle. You had Sorrel uh, Brook, right? That was book. his name. Right? Book. Uh, you had Waylon from Jennings. New York. From did you did you get book. to meet? Uh, oh yeah, I hung out with Waylon a lot. He was great as a musician. That must have that must have really it was tremendous. Rocked yeah. your world. Yeah, it was great, and he was a he was a terrific man. Yeah, and he was the outlaw and all that kind of stuff. But he had, uh, first time I met him, he pulled this little piece of paper out of his wallet right. that a, a young man had given him, you know, give this to Bo. You know, so here's like the, the, the raunchiest, <laughs> biggest, you know, outlaw yeah. in the history of country music and, and saved this little piece of paper so that he said, I want to make sure, Hoss, that I 
that I did what I told this little fellow I was going to do. <laughs> so he gave me that piece of paper, and I thought that was really That awesome. is cool. That's that awesome. is cool. Yeah, and, you know, it, 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 he wasn't sleeping a lot in those days. So <laughs> he, uh, he, he kept his word to that little fellow, and that's meant a lot to me the whole time. By the way, we've uh, confirmed Christopher Mayer was in... Uh, he was. He yeah. Was. Okay. Yeah. There we go. There we, there we go. So there's all the weird stuff that pulls it all together. Yeah. So um, from from that, obviously, Smallville, I wanted to, we wanted to ask you... Obviously, you did other things as well, a lot of appearances on different shows. Smallville, we've been talking about recently. We have to ask you about this because I this don't whole, know. Allison, <laughs> Allison Mack, that yeah. whole Annexia <laughs> thing. Yeah, that was what, wild. Did that blow your mind? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've known Allison for a long, long time. And, seemed like the sweetest thing. She is. So she has to have been, has to have been deceived in some way. Right. Uh, and I mean completely. Like a real culty. Completely. Yeah. Absolutely. There is no way in the world that Allison would do anything willingly wrong. Yeah. Because like I said, I've known we started what in 2001. So there's there's just no way. So she had to have had the wool completely pulled over her eyes. Because I remember when this story first, because I, 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 I was a huge yeah, fan for like, the what? show. And I what? said to Preston, that, that's like the all-American girl next door. Yeah. That she would be doing that. But but this whole... It, I'm not even sure what that is. I, yeah. I've tried not to read. I mean, I, I read a little bit about it yeah. when it first came out. But I'm not sure what she's been accused of or... or uh, well, she turned evidence against the leader of the Nexium cult. And that's right. why I think she's going she's gonna to get off with a, with a lighter situation. But this guy, this was the guy who was, you know, bringing these women in and they were branding them and all this stuff. And it was just weird. Yeah. Yeah. You've had so many cast mates and members over the years. It's, you know, how can you keep up on what everybody's doing in their spare time? Well, right? <laughs> you've exactly. Got, you've exactly. got parking lots to wander around. I've got parking lots. <laughs> well, we as I've got apps to follow. <laughs> I have an app, by the way, the John Schneider app. Get the John Schneider app. Oh, really? App. You will never be lost in a parking lot. <laughs> Get the John Schneider app and all of your troubles will be gone. Well, we, we and some of mine, because have... I'll sell you stuff. But it's good stuff. We as viewers of TV shows have this, uh, you know, kind of fantasy that the that the people that are on these shows uh, are together all the time, and they know it's it's just everything. The way, you know, it's, it's just, what we want to think. Yeah, it's you what know, well, buy yeah. into. You know, yeah. So. Well, Tom and I talk quite a bit. Whoa, Pat and I talk a lot. Is that over? Uh, <laughs> what's that? Is that over now with the uh, with this uh, the car show thing? Uh, no, 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 uh, no, no. I don't know. I don't blame the only person I have any animosity toward. Is Ben okay? Because you know, I think I think he owes me an apology. I really right. do, uh, and he thinks I owe him, I owe him an apology. You know, but you know that's just kind of how that is, and it's been like that for a long for time. a long time. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. yeah, yeah, but yeah, he was not very welcoming when we came back from our what we call the strike. Oh, really? Anyway, yeah, yeah, which is, to me is sad because I've known Ben a long, long time too. Uh, we did a movie called Million Dollar Dixie Deliverance. Million Dollar Dixie's a little yeah, for okay. Disney, for Disney back in 75, I think it was, 75 or 76. But um, there's uh, people who have a a political nature yeah, uh, and people who are excellent at debate. And I've, I've never met anyone smarter than Ben. The problem when you are so incredibly intelligent and you so, are so incredibly articulate and you have the ability to peel the artichoke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that other people can go, wow, I never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. Is eventually you start believing your own bull crap. Yeah. And I, and that, I think, what you know, politicians who are crooked don't believe they're crooked. They think they are doing it for the greater good. Mm-hmm. A la Boss Hogg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Boss Cooter Hogg. 
And there's, you know, so there's there's some of that. So I don't blame him for it. No, but I, I just, I do wish there'd be some some looking, some soul searching and go, you know, because I've done this. I've, I've just had a line. Johnny Lee plays the balladeer. Excuse me, in the movie Christmas Cars we just did. So the balladeer is what Waylon did. Yeah. So Johnny Lee is saying, well, you know, old Denver don't know what he's going to do now. Yeah. Right? And at one, at one point he says, folks, I know because I've tried. No matter how you prepare it, crow never tastes good. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, but occasionally we need to get some bread out, butter it up, and, and eat a mouthful of crow. Mm-hmm. And I've done it a lot in my life, and I'll do it again. Right. But I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's Ben's turn at the, uh, yeah, the barbecue right now. Yeah, it's <laughs> the barbecue. It's it's sage advice. It's it's I've seen, you know, in this day and age of social media, I see so many people who are blatantly wrong about something, but they're just not going to give up on it. They're just just because their pride keeps them from saying, you know well, what? Yeah. I made a mistake, and I was wrong about that. There's a, a Wayland said in Dukes, pride is a terrible servant. Yeah. And it and it is. So, you know, you got to figure out when you are on what side of that you're on. That's why it's always wise to not be the first to be outraged by something. Let things breathe. Find out what really happened. And, and that's, yeah. that's kind of the way to go about it. Yep. Yep. I wanted yep. to ask you about you because we got here. We're going to ask about everything. Damn it. Dancing with the Stars. Uh, you were on and you were on with a. Uh... <laughs> yeah, how, that's all I got. What, was, I got what was the experience like that? You were on God actually. Awful. The, the season was, was really? awful. No, it he was, was, great, he was on the season like, with Nikki Glazer. Yeah, it was like hot yoga for 10 Was weeks. it? Yeah. It was. I lost 26 pounds. It Whoa. was It was hell. Who was your partner? Emma Slater. Okay. She's and it was it was great and it was hell. It's super like, hot. It's like a great workout. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and But it's like a great work. You dread it and yet. You enjoy it while you're doing it, and you love it when it's over. How many weeks was it? Uh, it was ten weeks, including rehearsal. I think I got the boot on the seventh. Uh, the seventh. It's week. not bad. It's not. No, a bad no, run. it's not. No, no, yeah. not bad at all. Yeah. With uh, some great people, uh, uh, Milo. I can't remember Milo. Uh, gosh, the Disney. What a great young man he is. The world would be a much better <gasps> oh. place. If we oh. have more kids like him. He's in the zombie movie, isn't he? Yes. Oh yeah. my oh, gosh, yes. what a great guy. Uh, Demarcus Ware, what a what a what a wonderful piece of crap! Gym. I hate that guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Play for the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, Demarcus, come on in. We have a surprise for you. Right, all the way from face. Denver. Come on in here and kick his ass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a it was a great experience, but it was hell. And now that now that I'm part of really a small group. Yeah, you know, they've done twenty twenty seven. I don't know if we're have they done another season since then. I don't know. I think you're twenty seventh. Twenty seventh. Yeah, I don't know that they've done a twenty eighth yet. Did they reach out to your agent and approach? They you did. About they it? had for years, and I never. I didn't want to do it because I'm not a dancer, and right. it was yeah. like. You know, I told you. That's what they I told you. No, but I did great. I thought yeah, I did great. You, did, you got a good, I loved a good it. run. Nikki Glazer was out after the first, uh, and she yeah. had her yeah. on the show, and she's yeah. like, I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah, it was, not, well, you know, and I, I'm not sure what happened either after how it turned out. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, there were some uh, some amazing, amazing uh, folks on there. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I was absolutely outside of my comfort zone, as were many, many of the people. Uh, Juan Pablo was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Milo was unbelievable. The um, the young lady, oh gosh, forgive me, I, I can't remember her name right now. Um, is that Does Mary all the Redden? social Mary, Mary Lou Redden, Redden, yeah. My gosh, she did it on a broken foot. Does it, does it kind of suck though that right. you have people who come from basically worlds that are direct choral that or are they're even dancers? They come in there as dancers mm-hmm. yeah. and they have the competing. It's really a lot of it is a popularity contest, isn't it? Huh? 
Well, I don't really now how it turned out. I'm not really sure what it is. Yeah, uh, because it's supposed to be a split. the The judges and the viewers, and the viewers are yeah. supposed to be split, basically fifty fifty. At least that's my understanding. I read the fine print. <laughs> right. And uh, you're and, a lawyer now, and I know that's right. Trust me, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> uh, and, and I know for a fact that that the person who won had the lowest scores of anybody with the judges. Right. Um, but was the most popular with the viewers? You would... Yeah, but that still should. I mean, no matter what. If Who's it's, rigging if this it's, thing? If yeah. it's 50-50, yeah. then there's something wrong. And I'm not saying, I mean, I absolutely, I'm, I'm thank God I lasted as long as I did. Yeah. But there are people on there who should, I think Milo absolutely should have won, without question. Yeah. Mm. And I think, I, I'm not sure if it was a bigger shock that the person who won lasted past the first night or that they won but i think it's a devastating blow to the show huh. i really do because well because you look at all of us on the steps when it was announced and we're all like and the winner and we go like really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk about somebody who who won the humility award and wears it on his forehead <laughs> That's okay, wild. enough of that. There you go. I wanted to, uh, <laughs> we, we were just talking you about. You know who you are. About uh, people, you know, fessing up, eating crow, as you were saying. I, I have a caller on the line. Yeah. Who, who wants to call, call. call. So I'm going to go to Chris. Hi, Chris, you're on the air. Good morning. Oh, I can't believe you let me do this. John, I have to, <laughs> I have to apologize to you. Back in 1981, <laughs> a bunch of us were on a senior trip down to Disney in Florida. Yeah, yeah. You were, you were sitting on the lawn in front of, I guess it was Snow White's castle with a bunch of girls sitting around you and you were playing a guitar and you were singing to them. Yes. There was a big, there was a big wrought iron fence keeping everybody off the lawn while you were doing what you were doing with these girls. The girl I was walking with wanted your picture so bad she was crying and screaming and shaking she couldn't get your attention. I said, get your camera ready. Why? What are you going to do? Get your camera ready. She <laughs> get your camera up and I yell, yo, a-hole! And everybody looked at me, including you, and the girl yelled at me for calling you an a-hole instead of taking your picture. So, uh, I want to apologize to you for that. <laughs> you don't remember that, do you? Oh, my God. No, I remember that Ricky Schroeder was on that show, too. Yeah. No, I remember. Because we were we were actually filming a television show. I wasn't. You, you made it sound like I just was, like, picking up chicks at Cinderella's Castle. You were cruising Disney? That's okay. Well, I'm sorry you didn't get your picture. That's. Uh, but what a great story. What a great reason and not to get your picture. Well, Chris at least apologized. Yeah. Thank cool. you for that. You've I appreciate it. You may, you may digest the crow and go with yeah. God. Um, so I, getting back to uh, contests and, and game shows, there was a show that I think you would be great for uh, called The Masked Singer. I don't know if you saw the first season of that I think, on uh, Fox. Yeah, I think, I think they asked me to do that. I was touring. Okay. But uh, I'd love to do that show. That was, I couldn't believe how much I loved it. When I saw the commercials, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this one out for a spin. And then I was, I was hooked. It seemed like a great idea. Yeah. yeah, it seemed like a great idea to me. I'd love to, love to do that show. So, but so, now people know. Speaking of the music, speaking, <laughs> yes, they know the damn secret now. You can't do it. You're uh, doing a little research on the music stuff. Uh, you you actually you've you've done well in the in the music industry in the country music industry. I read a, I read an article in Billboard that said of all the TV you know thinking about yeah. TV guys who then sing you know they don't think right. about it the way um, as far as charting and as far as sales and as far as number of records I, uh, I I'm like I beat everybody to and death. consistently yeah, yeah which yeah. is pretty cool. Well you know I love music yeah. You know, I don't. I didn't. I didn't take up music because I thought it would well, hey, be cool after Dukes of Hazard to do music. It was like we said. It was going back to my real love of music, 
And I think people can tell. You know, they can tell when you're when you're lying, and they can tell when you absolutely are head over heels in love with what you're doing. And I love playing music, right? And uh, and and the music that I pick, I I co-write some of the stuff, but but uh, I don't write all this music. I find it. And I'm really, really good at recognizing a great song, a great melody, and a great lyric because of my musical theater background. Uh, same thing with Wolpat. Um, I know a great lyric, not a good one. I know a great lyric and an exceptional lyric when I hear it. Yeah. Uh, You're John, holding your finger up. John's going to be You may use the restroom. Thank you. <laughs> John's going to be at the Sellersville Theater tonight. Just want to make sure people know about the show. And tell us about this uh, project called the, the Odyssey. You had mentioned it earlier. Yeah, the Odyssey. We did uh, 52 songs and we released a song every Tuesday of 2018 because uh, I'd been out of music for a long, long time. So... Um, what the Odyssey Project is, it's songs, the older you get, the more I realize that, that things that feel good feel better, and things that hurt, hurt more. <clears throat> so they're not songs about, like, casual love loss. They're songs about grief. They're songs about joy. They're songs about dreams, and, and, uh, and it's just a great, it's a great album project. Uh, it's a it's lot of songs. Five, it's, it, it is, but uh, something that I was so delighted to hear... Um, because I recognize a great lyric, I'm a, I'm a, uh, when I was working with MCA, I had uh, the number one songs and things, but the word on the street, come to find out, was that John really knows a great song when he hears it. Yeah, so, you, had a, you had an ear for it. So, yeah. yeah. So when, when Keith Stegall is writing a song or, or uh, any number of amazing songwriters, they want me to hear their songs because a lot of times people hear a great song, especially... I don't want to rag on young artists, but young artists have a tendency to do more ditty kind of, you know, right. red solo cup song. Not that Toby's young by any means. <laughs> he broke his song, How Do You Like Me Now, on Dukes of Hazard reunion movie. Oh. But there's a tendency to, oh. to skew kind of, uh, we used to call it ear candy. Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of. We, we just had country. this talk. We, yeah, we, we just had this talk. About. Who, who do you, what do you consider, the, and I'm putting you on the spot, the most lyrically perfect song? Um,. Because Miss Emily's picture, John Conley, John Conley had a song called Miss Emily's picture that or Bobby Braddock wrote a song called He Stopped Loving Her Today. Yeah, I know that song. Great, great song. song. Yeah, sure. Uh, The Heart of the Matter, I think, the Don Henley song. Heart of the Matter? I oh think. gosh, yeah, yeah. They're just talking about plainly written. Of any, okay, of any, it, any songs of words, in the, it just conveys the message and just does it brilliantly. I have to say, I love you in a song. Oh, oh wow. wow. Jim Croce. Jim Croce. Yeah. yeah. Time in a bottle. Brilliant. Yes. You know, it's hard. Uh, uh, oh, very young. Cat Stevens. That's a yeah. Cat Stevens had a whole bunch of yeah. Man. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. O- outside of the of the country world. Yeah. Those are those are great great songs. <laughs> yeah, we had talked about center that. of the mind. It was uh, Tom Petty. I won't back down. That we were talking the, about just. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. won't back down. Just says. Says it plainly, right there. It's right. It's it's yeah. right there. You yeah. go and uh, come with us and find the pleasures of the journey to the center of the mind. Come along if you care. Come along if you dare. Wow. Come along to the landing side of your mind. This is Ted Nugent. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. The Amboy yeah. Dukes. Yeah. You know. So again, it's good lyrics, stuff. lyrics, lyrics, lyrics. You know, yeah. What are they? It's not just so when when I have songs like that in my soul. Right. Uh, when I have. Uh, uh, God bless the child as uh, my and the David Clayton Thomas version of that as far as what a country blues you know I'm talking about grief talk about joy 
That's the kind of lyric that comes to my mind. So when I hear something, it's got to be that. So that what I found out is that the songwriters in Nashville, who were still there, uh, knew that when they heard I was going to come back and do some music, it was like, oh, great, somebody is finally going to say, man, I love that song that's been overlooked. Yeah. So that's what I asked the songwriters. I said, hey, play me that song that you knew was a smash hit as soon as you wrote it. You know, play me your live like you're dying. That's a great country song. Uh, and we're going to do one album. And so many people gave us so many great songs. And I probably listened to 1,200 songs, and we did 52. They're great songs. They're unbelievable. I, here, one, one lyric. I could lose my vision, my eyes no longer see. I could lose my religion and my struggle to believe. That would be a loss. That would be a cross. I'd somehow rise above. But heaven help me if I ever lose your love. Mm-hmm. Chuck Cannon. I love Chuck it. Cannon. Yeah. That's great. So, you know who used to do, uh, who was very, uh, sort of in the same way, because I'm, I'm on a big Sinatra kick now, but Sinatra was not the songwriter, but he always had a massive love for the songwriter. Yes, sure. And in concert would always credit the songwriter yep. and arranger. Yep. It was very important to him to give the due respect to the creators of the music. Tony Bennett was that way, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, without the songwriters, we've, we've got nothing. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people will... will uh, well, they won't really, they won't say, hey, I wrote this. Well, Barry Manilow did not write, I write the songs, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That, that he wrote, crazy. get a bucket of chicken. <laughs> you know, but, uh, <laughs> he did. He wrote a whole bunch of jingles. He did. He wrote, <laughs> but yeah, he you should, I think song. you should give the songwriters credit. <laughs> yeah. I think you should give the people the credit that, uh, that write the words you speak on film, too. Yeah. I mean, if you can, if you have the opportunity. You know, say, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Jack Nicholson that said, by, by the way, man, these aren't my words or my shoes. <laughs> I show up and do what they tell me. Right. <laughs> John Schneider is going to be at uh, Sellersville. Where? Where is he? Sellersville Theater the tonight. <laughs> I, we have to wrap the interview up, but I did want to ask you a, a Duke's question real quick. Cause okay. I, I've been dying to know this. Did you ever at any point in time ride with the stunt guys when the... When the uh, General Lee would jump something. Were you ever in it for one of those? Well, ever is an interesting word. Okay. When we were doing the show, no, I never jumped the car. Of course not. They don't want their star to to get hurt. Get killed. Get killed or or worse. Yeah. (laughs) Delayed. (laughs) You did drive. Killed is insurable. (laughs) Delayed, no. (laughs) But uh, no, when we did the show, I did a lot of the driving, but I actually, we do a thing at at, uh, Alicia and I have a studio in Louisiana film studio. Right. We do a thing for my birthday called Bo's Extravaganza. <laughs> and just this last April, on my birthday is the 8th, but on the 7th, the day before my birthday, Sunday, I jumped the General Lee for the first time. Wow. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yep. I jumped the General Lee about 100 feet. I'm going to jump it further next year. Yeah. Should I make it that far? Is it pretty terrifying um, or No, cool? no. My, yeah. my stunt coordinator was my one of my stunt doubles. I did all his dialogue on Dukes. And uh, he's the guy. Yeah, it'll, it'll I got it. make sense. Later. I got it. I like he's it. the guy that uh, that has done the the uh, Fast and Furious franchise. So oh, he's, right. he's that guy. He knows wow. his stuff. So he knows his stuff. Excuse me. I felt perfectly safe, and I, okay. I went as fast as he told me to go, and aimed where you know it's kind of like reading a drive. That's he said, you know, awesome. when you hit the ramp, you're not going to be able to see in front of you, so aim for that tree over there. <laughs> okay, you know. So I did just what he said, and it was fine. It was over before before I knew it had even happened. Yeah. And uh, 
But we use that jump in uh, Christmas cars. And next Wednesday, we've got two stunt guys coming in. One is the son of the guy that jumped the first General Lee. Wow. His name is Gary Baxley. His son's name is Hunter. He's going to jump our our Uncle Denver. I play Uncle Denver in honor of Denver Pyle in this movie. He's going to jump the pickup truck, and then this other guy's going to jump a uh, charger. Oh, there's me right there. Jump. That's, that's me in that car. Get dude, out that's, of here. that's awesome. not some stunt fool. That's me. I'm a fool. <laughs> in that car. So we're going to jump two vehicles next week, and that'll put the bow, pun intended, the bow on Christmas cars. uh, (laughs) And it'll be out on what we call Orange Friday, not Black Friday. It's Orange Friday in honor of the General Lee, the uh, Friday after Thanksgiving. You can only get it at johnschneiderstudios.com. Make it easy on yourself. Get the app. It's called John Schneider. Never get lost in a parking lot again. <laughs> get the John Schneider app. Come out to the show tonight. What's the yeah, name of the theater? The I'm so Seller, excited. To... Sellersville it's Theater. A beautiful Sellersville theater. theater. I hear the base. sound system is wonderful there. Yeah. That's what I'm really excited Everyone about. Everyone loves it. Yep, it's and we have place. the whole band. We're going we're gonna to do some great, great uh, Southern rock, some great, uh, but no covers. We, if you recognize a song, it means it was mine. Okay. Ah. And you right. probably didn't know it. You go, oh, man, I love that song. When did you do it? No, that's mine, dude. It's my song. <laughs> Get out. But no, no, you're the star. You're like, sometimes when we took. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're the Jesse's girl. No, no. <laughs> no. That's not me. Uh, no. I'm not Jack Wagner. Oh, oh, wow. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. I remember Yikes. all those guys. Or David Yikes. Soul. David or, Soul. You know, yeah. Black Black great Pink song. Soup. But, yeah, no, I'm not yeah. that. Yeah. I no, had a bunch of songs. No so. Hasselhoff, man. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. That's I'm very hey. proud of that. I know David Hasselhoff. Uh, it has been a real joy to meet you, John. Thank you for David, being here. David, I love you, buddy. We appreciate it. Thanks thank so you. Much. Thank you very much. John you know, Kit's always number two at best. Thank you, folks. Sellersville Theater tonight. We'll take a break. And we'll be right back. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Song 93.3 WMMR is everything that Rod said is don't change from in excess. One of my favorites. Yep. Again, a Casey suggestion. Yeah, good for him. He's batting him out of the park. Two he knocked out today with uh, Ace of Spades earlier and then, of course, that one. Um, uh, John Schneider is uh, he's talking to Pierre right now. He's the man. He is the man. He's having a great time hanging out here. So uh, we, we love that. Now, here's the situation with this, folks. Here's what happened. It's 10.56. We skipped the Trash and Music News so that we could get John on. So we are going to do Trash and Music News now, and we're also going to wrap up the program. Yes. So we're going to do the letter of the day for the word of the week on top of doing uh, these two segments. So Pierre will be in here in just a moment. So let's go ahead and do this now. We'll ask today's lesson question. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to the Philly Burger Brawl, which is coming up Sunday, September 15th. And the question... Uh, that I have for you is as part of an orthodontic procedure, which part of her skull did Dakota Johnson have removed? 
All right, 215263, WMMR, as part of an orthodontic procedure, which part of her skull did, you, jo, did Dakota Johnson have removed? It was, it's in the general head area. Yes. I don't know if that's considered part of your skull or not, but anyhow. Uh, maybe, yeah, 215263, WMMR. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Drexel University. Gain confidence in the online classroom with Drexel University's test drive from August 19th through the 23rd. You'll experience what it takes to study online at Drexel. So sign up today at drexel.edu slash test drive. What's going on, Steve? Well, promoter Damon Feldman wishing Bam Margera well as he enters rehab, but asking for advance money he paid to have Margera host an upcoming celebrity boxing event. Feldman says he finally he's finally trying to go legit and is currently working on staging a production of Evita starring Tan Mar. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Actress Beanie Feldstein, that's her name. Beanie Feldstein has been cast as Monica Lewinsky in Impeachment, American Crime Story. Feldstein says that the sudden fame has been a lot to swallow and wishes fame would have given her a warning. Oh so. And finally, embarrassing court documents surfacing showing that NBA star Tristan Thompson has only visited his son nine times since his birth in 2016. Thompson says he stopped at nine because he believes the number 10 sounds desperate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, a couple of little local references in there this morning. I love it. All right. Thank you, Steve. Uh, We'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Um, As part of her orthodontic procedure... Which part of her skull did Dakota Johnson have removed? And I'm going to go to Mike, see if he knows. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, guys. Hey, uh, so, Mike, what part did she have removed? That was her jaw. Her jaw. Hang on, Mike. Big mistake. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to Philly Burger Brawl 2019. And it's Sunday, September 15th. In a new location, the Navy Yard, you can taste unlimited samples of burgers from the top restaurants in the city. Proceeds go to the fund for the School District of Philadelphia, a nonprofit supporting a school literacy or supporting school literacy through technology. Uh, tickets on sale now at phillyburgerbrawl.com. More information at WMMR.com as well. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, uh, let's see. I'll just get to a couple of quick things since we're running so late today. Yeah, a couple. Uh, let's see. Let, we're going to skip that one. We're going to skip that one. How about this? Uh, Jack White's Third Man Records has announced that it will release a 20th anniversary edition of the White Stripes self-titled debut LP. Uh, the White Stripes Double X will appear available as part of, or will be available as part of the label's Vault subscription service, and the deadline to sign up for the package is October 31st. The new edition, freshly mixed by White at his Third Man Studios in Nashville, will feature previously unreleased studio outtakes, a DVD including two 1999 shows in Michigan, live LP documenting a show in Raleigh, North Carolina, and a 24-page booklet with photos, flyers, lyrics, receipts, and other archival material. He's I love- Love to get him on again, wouldn't you? Yeah, currently on tour with the Rackon Tours. It was a great interview. Also, uh, Fear Inoculum, the 85-minute, seven-song disc, arrives on August 30th. And uh, Tools, uh, Tool has rele- revealed that a limited edition version of the set price at $45 will come with a 4-inch HD screen featuring exclusive video footage 
a USB charging cable, and a two-watt speaker and 36-page <laughs> insert book. That's pretty awesome. I like that. Do that all over again? What's it? What's For forty-five dollars, you also it it will come with a four-inch HD screen featuring exclusive video footage, a USB charging cable, a two-watt speaker, and a thirty-six-page insert book. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, in Revolver Magazine, guitarist Adam Jones spoke about the meaning of the title "Fear Inoculum." He said that has to do with getting older. Uh, things like I'm going to wear socks with sandals. I don't give enough f what people think. I'm just going to be comfortable. He said, so it's about uh, the little things in life. It's making those choices that are important to you and moving on and growing. Wow. I know. And Maynard James Keenan add, I feel that this is about wisdom through age, through experience, hopefully through aging. You do find wisdom in some of the things that you've encountered. Learning from your mistakes, learning from your successes. So if anything is a broad stroke of this album, it would be embracing where we are right now, acknowledging... to say may be interesting to others, but... Grown one. Acknowledging where we've come from and some of the things that we've grown through. Huh. Tool has yet to announce plans uh, to tour behind Fear Inoculum. It's a big deal, yeah. honestly. And then one last thing. It was 50 years ago on this very day that the Beatles crossed Abbey Road for their photo shoot oh. for that legendary photo. That is so cool. You're wearing a Beatles uh, reference shirt today. Yeah, I'm wearing uh, from the movie yesterday. So, yeah, it happened today. Uh, the photo shoot, it was a photographer, uh, Ian McMillan, who was a friend of John Lennon and Yoko Ono's. He, uh, uh, they posed on a, he, he, he was posed on a stepladder at approximately 11.35 a.m. outside of EMI Studios as the Fab Four walked across the now-legendary Zebra Crossing a total of six times. The cover concept, which was based on a drawing by Paul McCartney, was realized on the fifth and second-to-last photo. Uh, now, the cover to 1969's Abbey Road uh, was decoded as perhaps the ultimate death clue yes. in the late 1969 Paul is Dead phenomenon. And according to legend in the photo, each beetle portrays a character at a funeral. You had John, who is an angel. He's wearing all white with a beard. Yep. Ringo is a priest. He's wearing a dark suit. Uh, the barefoot McCartney, who is walking out of step with the others and as a lefty, strangely smoking a cigarette in his right hand, was the corpse. And George Harrison dressed as a grave digger because he's wearing this blue kind of denim outfit. Uh, the white Volkswagen in the left corner bears the license plate 28IF, which is thought to be 28 if. If Paul had lived, he would have been 28 years old. He was actually 27 at the time. Uh, in the ensuing years, EMI officially changed its name to Abbey Road Studios. It wasn't named Abbey Road oh. Studios when they did the uh, photo. God, show. I remember when all that stuff about him and he's dead and I buried Paul and all these things, which obviously is not the case. But it was it was cool and fascinating. Rumor and the long-standing belief, Preston, is that Ringo eventually grew up to be Jigsaw. Oh so, no, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Uh, and I've walked that very crosswalk and have a picture of my wife and I walking across it. And let me tell you, if you go there and you try to do it, <laughs> be prepared to get run over because it is a busy, busy street. It's a working road, and they don't care. They, they do not care. And they're probably just, sick of it. Actually, yeah, I'm sure they are. Yeah. And you just do your best, and you go for it. We must have walked across uh, six or seven times, and our our tour guide took the picture. We eventually got it. I've got it hanging up in my basement, and. Uh, uh, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. That has to be that has to be one of the most photographed stretches of road in Not the world. What were you gonna say, Kat? How far was it um, from like the cent- like where we were? 
Uh, oh, uh, a drive from where we were staying? Or how did you get there? I don't remember. We took a, I hired a, a tour guide oh, who that's took us right. all that's over right. the cities. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Oh, honey, you got to quit your complaining about me beeping at you in the drive through line. You were putting on your makeup and you had three car lengths in front of you and traffic was building up behind me, spilling over into the parking lot. So you know what, sweetheart? Why don't you leave a little earlier you can do your makeup and get your coffee all at the same time. Next message. Six o'clock in the morning. Time to mix some dirt, baby. Woo! You sweet. Next message. Oh, please. Why? The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.